Este es el Rontaki, ya están aquí los muchachos de los perdidos, dicen cómo sale el internet a Gustavo, le gusta no se avisa que el tequila y a dormir los fuertes. Este Hey, what's up? Podcast. Translate that for me, Gus. What was all that about? I didn't listen, but I think he said that Bernie likes firecrackers and that I like alcohol and this is the drunk tank. Wow. I'm just glad somebody said I like firecrackers as opposed to sandwiches. That was an awesome intro. Yeah, I just closed it. God damn it. It was a couple years on the site. Abe Tastic and Jose Riesco, I think. I know Abe Tastic. I remember that name. When's when's Mexican Independence Day? Uh, What what do you think it is? Every day. This Uh, is actually a a big point of contention for Gus. Maybe it's in the summer? You don't know? You you, you wouldn't know, I guess. I don't know. So I would say it is the 5th of May because that's Cinco de Mayo. But it's not. Right. It's September 16th. Oh. So, uh, Americans made up a Mexican holiday. Barbara has a a tear running down her cheek. We were were doing something funny before the podcast and laughing already. They they didn't really make it up. They just blew it out of proportion. It's like a known thing, but no one really celebrates it. It's it's like nothing. Oh, it's like one battle. We talked about this before. Like, Like a beer company just made... I think, yeah. I think Core started decided to start promoting it to prom- well, boost it their Valentine's sales. Was Valentine's Day just for Hallmark or something? Probably. Like, like just invented Valentine's well, Day. It wasn't St. Valentine a bloke. What? A, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, he, he got rid of all the snakes in Ireland, right? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, was Valentine's Day a holiday when they had that big massacre on Valentine's Day? Or was like St. Valentine's Day? Like, are there other Saints' Days? Like, we have St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Is there like a St. Michael's Day? We have All Saints Day. Does that count? Oh, yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> Everyone else. You go in there. Isn't there a St. George Day or something? The guy that killed the dragons. Is that after Trump wait, Thursday? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? what did St. George do? <laughs> he slayed all the dragons or something. Was that back in England? Yeah. Hmm. Are there dragons in the Bible? There are in Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim Bible? Which is like the video game Bible. I can't stop playing Skyrim, guys. Right? Like, I actually have a condition. I can't stop. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm surprised you didn't play before because you played Oblivion. I hated Oblivion. It was a pile of poo. Gavin did one of the funniest things I've ever heard of anyone doing in a video game where Gavin ruined a town for himself because he found a bug in the game or read about a bug where you could duplicate any item. And so he duplicated, if I recall correctly, no. a thousand melons. No, it, was, it wasn't a melon. It was like a, it was like a glowing orb that had <laughs> particles coming out of it, which was even worse. So I, I accidentally... Duplicated it a thousand times, Absolutely. and they all and like the game just crashed. It was like it slowed the hell down. They all were in the air, and then they all hit the ground and started rolling away. I was, and it was like, <coughs> so the game had to handle them rolling, yeah, glowing and particle effects. And I couldn't pick, the, I couldn't pick the things up because I was getting like one frame a second. I was like, God. <laughs> Have it. you become a vampire yet in Skyrim? No, I, I was really that worried though. Fucking sucks. How do you get like Wait, a vampire? Wait, what? You could become a vampire in. Um, I know, I knew you Skyrim. could become. I thought it was a werewolf. You could also become a werewolf. Oh, I only became a werewolf. I didn't become a vampire. If you become a werewolf, I believe Team Jacob, you baby. contract vampires. <laughs> yeah, what is it? If you become a werewolf, you can't become a vampire. Yes, it's if, just like the Bible. I'm sure. You, remember? <laughs> you slay enough dragons. You slay the dragon, then you get visited by the but werewolf. But it is literally the worst part of that game. So I was a vampire for five real days. Did, so you actually got bitten. You fought a vampire and got bitten. I'm not quite sure how it happened. There's a dungeon in the game where there is like a vampire in a cage. And I think if you like try to kill her, you oh. contract it somehow. And if you don't realize this soon enough, you become a full Can you actually? Well, that's you, not accurate. <laughs> can you unvampire me. yourself? Can you get rid of it? Yes, but it's so dumb. Oh. 
Because every single person, if you're like a full vampire, I think it takes four days in the game or something like that. Every single person wants to kill you, no matter who they are. Just like you tried to kill the fucking vampire in the cage. Learn your lesson. I mean, look at what happened. Karma. Look at what you became, Barbara. They, that, that, you know what she probably did? She probably went into the cave. No one's going to find me in here. And even for further protection, I'm going to lock myself in a cage. Like I'm going to, like I'm go, going to see Great Whites. And someone just, came in and, and punched her down. <laughs> look at what you did. You deserve She had treasure in the cave. I wanted it. So... <laughs> He comes along with his blonde bitch. Some looter <laughs> shows up. <laughs> I'm in the cage. I can't possibly hurt you. And she's sticking her sword in the bar. <laughs> like, take that, vampire bitch. <laughs> I made a, an Achievement Hunter video with Jeff today. Uh, well, it's coming out today. Where we were throwing cabbages and landing them in buckets. And, oh, my God. It's so much fun. It is an awesome video, but you also shot... Are you going to put the reactions? Yeah. At oh the end, uh, we were trying. Like, I nailed, like, maybe six quite good shots over, this, over the course of a morning. And then we spent the entire afternoon just trying to get one ridiculous shot where we were stood on one rooftop, we threw a cabbage, bounced it off another rooftop across the street, it rolled down the roof and into a bucket. Okay, now it took as, us about three hours to as, get it right. As an employer, I have to ask, does that take two people? I mean, is, is, is it even a multiplayer game? Well, I was in charge of aiming, and Jeff was in charge of monitoring where my cabbages were landing, and whether we should move the bucket or not. Never so in my life uh, did I hear, did I think I would hear that phrase coming from a job. Jeff is monitoring, monitoring where the cabbage, cabbage bucket. <laughs> it's cabbage output. Time to move the bucket. Yeah, and then I, um, I flicked on a camera right at the end. Just to capture the moment where we actually got it, and it was amazing. I have never really seen funny. Jeff that happy in my entire. It was pretty life. funny. I was freaking. I heard out. it out in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I came in, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> they were like making out when I walked in. Yeah. Well, so that, that's like normal. Yeah, that was every morning. <laughs> the end of every video, the cabin <laughs> shoots. No, but it was like it's a really funny part about it is because it. I don't want to spoil the video, but there's a trajectory that the cabbage takes, and you can see their eyes following it on the screen, <laughs> and it takes far too long, and you're, like, watching them watch it's it. so focused. Yeah. God, you both, you're both deathly quiet. Yeah. And the then there's, like, an eruption of pure joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never, no one's ever been that happy about a cabbage. How are you going to put the reaction video up? You're going to put it as, like, at the end of It'll the video? It'll be a picture-in-picture. Picture oh, picture-in-picture? Mm -hmm. You're going to just post that one on its own. On the two yeah, days. seriously. It's that so could funny. be a standalone video. I guess it could. So I've been playing Mass Effect 3. That's what I've been playing. And I gotta say, Mass Effect 3 has done something really, really cool. The multiplayer is awesome. I didn't know the multiplayer was co-op. Yeah. I thought it was versus multiplayer. It's kind of like a objective-based horde mode in a way, isn't it, would you say? Yes, because it's like a uh, horde mode where you have different levels and you have increasingly difficult like enemies. new waves of enemies. I don't know if there's more enemies, but they definitely step up the enemies that face you, like the mechs show up later and things like that. I, or I thought you said you would never play the multiplayer when we did the Left 4 Dead stream. I didn't say I would never play it. I just said I hadn't played it, and <laughs> Mass Effect does not strike me as a multiplayer game. Okay. That's what I said. Why would I ever not play it? Mm. The, the companies seem to just be put... You can put horde mode into any game now. So you, they might as well. What do you think? What do you recall as being the first game that had horde mode? Gears of War, War, wasn't it? I think so too. That's yeah. why we all call it horde mode. And now it's in. Yeah, we we just call it horde mode. And now it's in Modern Warfare. It's in Halo. It's you know. It, oh no, there's Saints Row. There's a there's a horde mode like horror. Yeah, yeah. W H O. Did you ever play that? Horde mode. I never played it either. Horde mode is awesome. Is it? It's like a bunch of the objectives constantly changing. Like each wave is just super fast, like less than a minute, and it's just different every time. Every wave is like, okay, now do this. Now do this. Now do this. Man, there was awesome. there was a uh, one of the challenges that you had to out of like forty one challenges in Saints Row to get one achievement to hundred yeah. percent the game. One of them was to play these survival 
modes, and there were 26 of oh, those. Oh, man, those are so fucking hard. And some of them are like 10 minutes long, yeah. you know? So it's like, you think about the amount of time you invested just playing that one part, 26 parts, to a 41-part achievement. I mean, that thing is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've, I've done some of those where it's like, oh, how much longer is it going to go? I'm still on wave one. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow, yeah. what the fuck? Some of them are timed. And some of them are based on how many people you kill. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's and then later, honestly, in Saints Row, it gets to the point where it's like, if you've played enough, they're like, fuck it. You know, we, we're not going to, we're going to torture you to death. You have unlimited health, you have yeah. unlimited ammo, and you just go nuts. And that's, that's the game gets really ridiculous. Yeah, but then fun. you're just grinding. You know, there's no challenge involved there. No, that's, but it's, that's true. It's, but that game is just so much fun, it doesn't matter. He's got a point. I mean, once you get a rocket launcher, you start blowing every fucking thing up. And you've also fought enough of those goddamn brutes. And there's this Asian gang, the Deckers. They're like they look like they're all wearing Tron outfits. Essentially, yeah. They have, oh yeah, I've seen them. They have their special. I hate that bitch. Gang member. She fucking bitch. She's on roller skates. No, she like, like warps. She like disappears. Yeah, she warps all around the screen, and she's got on. She's on fucking roller skates, and she's serving yeah. burgers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like shooting her, and then she's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Warp. I hate warping. There's a warping enemy. In like that anytime, too. anytime I see that that car driving up from that gang, no matter what I'm fighting, I will stop and I will target the car because <laughs> I know I can shoot the car easier with her in it. Then once she gets once she gets out, it's it's maddening. It's What's that activity in Saints Row where you have to keep a combo up and you have a rocket launcher and you just shoot stuff? That's mayhem. Yeah, yeah. And like the picket fences are the ultimate. Like, do you find that, that you the just have to shoot the fences to keep the combo up? And the- you get like so many because you can take out like nine panels of fence for every shot you do. When you finish the all the mayhem events in the city. It references the fences in the achievement. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's cool. It says, like, riding fences or something like that. Like, it even acknowledges the fact that everyone uses the fences. That's really funny. To get their combo up. Because I still haven't played the third one, but uh, I will at some point. It's really great. It's really great. The, the second one had, um, I, you know, I always go for to, to 100% games. And the second one had a bunch of co-op achievements that you and I tried to get together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, once we got out of sync, we lost it. We had yeah. to, like, we'd have to start the whole game. We had so many issues. So can you do co-op in, to get those challenges that you're talking about i think you can you can play co-op to get all the achievements but there's nothing that requires you to play in co-op do you know who that's the, correct do you know who the worst teammate is for doing co-op challenges in a game who jeff jeff, jeff. did i tell you him. about the time when you remember in crackdown one where there was a achievement for doing the races like, this is when i used to race jeff for achievements <laughs> and i actually this is a point of contention for me there was a time where i was trying to help jeff complete all the races in crackdown one and i was in england at this point so we we're playing over xbox live and uh he was he would drive his car around, and I would drive my car around the other way and just take out all the opponents so he right. could just win. You're helping him get yeah. all the achievements. And all of a sudden, he just stops talking, and down the mic, I can just hear... <laughs> <laughs> so he's fallen asleep, and I'm like, well, I've taken out all the cars, and he's just sitting there on the track. So <laughs> because it's cracked down, I lifted up his car and ran it around the track, <laughs> and he got the achievement. Did he really? Oh, that really yeah. counts? Yeah. As oh. long as he goes through the checkpoints, I was just there, like... <laughs> <laughs> carrying his car. You, it took me about... You are dedicated. About, yeah, it took me about 20 minutes to run that thing around the whole track. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, don't do stuff with Jeff, because uh, you, you have to do all the work. You will. That's uh, a good I mean, you have to pick a car up while he's sleeping in it, <laughs> and carry him across it's the like real life. I also stopped playing with him because we would also like try to get achievements together, and if I wasn't available for five minutes, he was like, fuck it, I'll just get like Gavin and whomever, Michael, <laughs> and they'll help me get it, and so then I don't get the achievement. There was one I think we tried to get uh, on Graw 2, where you fucking had to play a survival level for an hour. It's 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck. I, that so would you have to terrible. restart each time you die? Yeah. Yeah. And Graw's one of the games of a realistic military game. You get shot in the knee and your dude's like on the ground. And then you get shot one more time and you're dead. It's yeah. not like Halo where it's like your health rebuilds. I yeah. took a picture when we completed that. 
and it says when everyone died, like someone died after five minutes. I died after 58 minutes and 30 oh seconds. God. Oh my god. <laughs> but because, because they finished, I got the achievements. Did so, you really? Yeah. It was That's, okay. So we, we did a lot. I was in the party that completed it. So it okay, so you got the, you got the credit for it? Yeah, but I could have died after a minute and then just walked, walked away and yeah. made a sandwich or something. Went to sleep. That's what Jeff would do. <laughs> then you could pick up the dead body and use it as a shield. <laughs> <laughs> We're not leaving you behind. <laughs> We're dragging you. But the um, in Left 4 Dead, though, you have to be alive at the end, don't you? Fuck, man. Yes. I, that's what I was going to say. We did that live stream where we tried to finish Dark Carnival on Expert. I went home and I just joined games where, like, you join like the level before the finale, uh-huh. and I was playing. I have finished that finale now four times, but didn't make it on the fucking helicopter, <laughs> so I don't get credit for the level. God, it's killing me! It's it killing me. I was looking at the achievements for Left 4 Dead 2, and there's a load of new ones since I last played. I guess yeah. DLC came out. They're talking about like sacrifice. Yes. Why is that? It's a, one of the DLCs. It's actually. But the, what, what is it? Because there's an achievement for sacrificing yourself. How do you do that? It's the crossover. It's it's a narrative event that takes place. And I don't want to spoil it. Left 4 Dead 2 is what two years old. We actually found out they're not even selling new copies of Left 4 Dead 2 anywhere. We had to buy buy them off Amazon because GameStop doesn't stock Left 4 Dead 2. That's crazy. That's yeah. weird, right? Left 4 Dead 2 is really super weird. popular. That is really weird. That is weird. At the very least, goddamn, put it on games on demand. So what is the shelf life of a game then? Like three years, and then it's just gone. Probably less, I would imagine. Interesting. I think it to- probably totally depends on the game. Yeah. Like what- Halo, I don't think that would ever be off the shelf. I think that... Halo will always be in a game store, surely. Halo Reach. Maybe. Halo 3. Maybe. Is Halo- do you think Halo 3 is available? Let's call GameStop right now and see if they have new copies of Halo 3. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. You got GameStop on the line. Oh, you're going to check online? Yeah. Let's we cheat in. We-, we should call a local store. I can look at the local store inventory. All right. But I, I, just wish you, I just wish it was Games on Demand. I have to admit in that... Uh, games on Demand is so pointless. What? There's no new games. I don't want to buy an old game on Demand. I've, getting already, better. Got, I've already got old games. They're getting better. Yeah. It's perfect for games that you missed. Like, I missed L.A. Noir. Yeah. Uh, and is that out on Games on Demand? Uh, yes, that is out on Games on Demand. Like, I, weird, too, I missed Gears of War 2 somehow. I don't know how, but I missed it. And to the point where I started playing it a week before Gears of War 3 came out, and I played that on Games Under. Halo 3 is only available pre-owned. Yes, at GameStop. same thing with uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That was really strange, right? It's yeah. pretty weird. I mean, what it about? makes sense, because there's so many new games coming out all the time that it's like they have to kind of have that turnover rate. I guess so, but some but, of the games yeah. are putting up there. Can I say something? I am ready for the new console now. Why? I just want a new one. No, no, don't talk like that. What, what? That doesn't make any sense. I want new features. This, this is we kind of dated with this. Thing. The X. It's been out for like seven years. But look at the dashboard compared it to what it was when it started. It. Yeah, brilliant. Like we should go back and look. <laughs> at, do we have a video of the the old Blade dashboard yeah, yeah. somewhere? How slow it was. And there was nothing on there. I mean, there was you had you know your. Remember the rating system where you'd get five stars and it would show that very prominently, your, your player rating? I think that's still on the It's still on in the there. Is it? Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen anyone with, like, one star? Ever? No. What is that for? I, I guess it was something that maybe they thought was going to take off, but then didn't. Hmm. They, they do that a lot at Xbox. They add features in, and then if people don't use them, they, you know, the audience will say, you know, where they going to use this or not use it, and then it kind of dies off. Who knows? Achievements might not have caught on, but apparently they really, really did. They really did. I wonder yeah. if anyone would be like, hey, this guy only has four stars. Not going to play with him. <laughs> I would assume it would do it for matching, right? I guess so. Like you, you can select whether you want to be weird. matched with a person again. Yeah, you can avoid or prefer players. I'm pretty sure that doesn't do anything I either. only <laughs> avoid players. I don't think I've ever preferred a player. Oh, no way. <laughs> but no you, way. Can, you can also look at your own rating, and it gives the percentages of why people rated you down. Right. And I've got, like, 60% unsporting behavior. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I do? I can't remember what I did. But you, have, but you probably only have, you say, 60% of the people who rated you down. Yeah. Or avoided you. Yeah. 
When was the last time you rated a player? It's <laughs> been a long time. It's been a long time for me too. I just mute people. That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you can't mute like a team killer though, or someone who's like just terrible, hmm. or someone who quits. It's the worst. Yeah, you know, as soon as you're those are the kind of people I'll normally yeah. avoid. I love the jackass when you're playing Left 4 Dead 2 who dies like right outside the safe room and then quits. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's what you would do, Gus, because you had one time at a raid where you fucked up and you oh, went. Oh, that raid. was embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> so some, some people quit out of embarrassment. I love that like, you were embarrassed just for yourself. Like, that was like you put your hand over the screen. <laughs> <and you> just, <laughs> yeah, but like, I, would, I could see that if you didn't want someone else to see it. <laughs> but that is you. That's only you. I didn't you want to know. It's, so embar- <laughs> it's still embarrassing. I'm embarrassed now thinking that's about so it. funny. You're like, I can't read it. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Awful. So, so you, well, you covered up the chat so you could Yes, yeah, so I couldn't see it. I don't want to see what they were yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awful, terrible. That was a crazy chat. Crazy. What is? Lots of people. World of Warcraft? Yes. You, have you played World of Warcraft? Yeah. Have you really? I didn't know that. I played it for like maybe two days and then I was like, I don't like it. Well, this would be guild chat. So this would be people who know each other really well. So when Gus fucks up... Yeah, they were especially brutal. There, did there's you, accountability. Did you play with them? Again? I may have transferred. I may have. I may have transferred servers after that. I don't remember. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> You're really hard on yourself, dude. It was awful. I don't remember because I don't even remember what I did. But I still remember. I, now I'm still embarrassed about it. Whatever it was, man, I fucked something up. Have you ever been banned from Xbox Live? <laughs> no, you were though. I was. Banned. Why were you banned? Um, when because we of when we invented Griffball, yep, I like a genius called my team Team Scrotum. So I put Team Scrotum in the in the motto in the motto of um, my profile. Got banned for it for a week, and then later that week, my <laughs> had Scrotum surgery. <laughs> it was Karma punching me in the face. Oh no! no it was Karma punching you in the dick. dick. Yeah, and then after that, I changed my team name to Team Torsion. <laughs> right, Team Torsion. Now wait a minute. I thought you named your team Scrotum because of the surgery. Nope, complete coincidence. I renamed it because of the surgery. It's like foreshadowing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I got banned, and then my that ball is, twisted. It's karma. <laughs> it's like a witch hiding in a cage somewhere. <laughs> Dude, or a vampire, vampire. sorry. Griffball was so right. fun. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember when, when we were good at it? I was, yeah. like, there was a time where I was the best person in the world at Griffball. Yeah. And like we played that game with Bungie to show it's, them. It's like, and um, I literally heard someone from Bungie say... How does he do it? <laughs> like it's like it's like watching old football games now, and you see like some yeah. dude in the leather helmet <laughs> and like no pads running down the field. Like that's you. Like, yeah. All the wall was broken, and you could like fly over the wall if you were kept. Yeah, like, you could literally just jump straight over the wall, <laughs> yeah. and because they said, "Why don't you build like a wall that goes to the ceiling?" I said, "Well, who would jump over it?" I it's once like, made a video. We found like, out once it went on Xbox Live, everybody jumped over the wall. I did a video at some point, like the evolution of the Griffball Court, where like the walls were. Didn't did I do that? They were all jinky. The first walls. Yeah. Then um, what's his name? Uh, got a hold of it. Uh, who's our who's our big map guy? I can't the, think the of his screen guy. name. Yeah, what's his screen name? I can't think of it right I now. Don't know. He's Knockyard. Brilliant. Though. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he, the the walls he made. I've never seen such straight lines before. You know, Halo Reach and Forge. They had a locking feature. He didn't have that in Halo Three. So yeah, he was, like merging it was stuff. All and, done by eye. Yeah. And he had to like you had to do that thing where you you had to set something to spawn in the future, and you had to align it where it was going to be, and then it would spawn in and like phase through it and merge them. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. Not doing that. I can't tell you how much. I wish Forge had one level of undo. Just, yeah, it doesn't have any undo, does it? One level. <laughs> That's it. Because it's like you go to like you go to like delete something sitting on the base, 
and you actually delete half of Well, Gus, you did that. I, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I played horse yesterday. The first and thing Gus did is, like, pick pick up the front bit of the track. He's like, uh. <laughs> and then he's, like, shimming it. Really yeah, slowly and, uh, sliding it back. Jack and I were going to go around the map so he could explain to me what I needed to do. I turned into the monitor, and I instantly picked up, like, the first part of the track. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> did you have to reload? Or did you no, no, no. I, I managed to get it back in nice. there. No, just reload. You never need it exactly right. <laughs> but there's some, like, gaming moments where... I've just been so excited by a game, and Griff Hall was one of them. And another time I've been really excited about playing was when Gus and I used to play Super Mario Bros. on the DS. Oh, my God. I've never had such an intense gaming moment Th- That is that. some of my favorite gaming ever, was playing the multiplayer of New Super Mario Bros. on the Did you ever play it? You have to, like, collect yeah. stars, and you can, like, mess each other up. It like, versus a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was it, was like, it was basically a race in the same... That's 2D awesome. side-scrolling yeah, like There were stars that would spawn, and you had to be the first person to click five like, we, stars. We would play in hotels when, when we used to do conventions a lot, and oh, we, we almost we must have been kicked out of a hotel. Because <laughs> like, we were so loud. It was like your your your, uh, your Skyrim thing with yeah. the cabbages. It was like the same <laughs> level of enthusiasm yeah. and screaming. There was a time where he just beat me. Like, it was two for two. We were playing five rounds. He It was like also four for four on the stars. There was one star left, and we were both running for it, and he got it. He screamed so loud. He then like like just whipped his shirt up with a laugh, and then like jumped on the bed and started like crouching and like whipping his shirt. And I, was, like, and I was like, "Wow, this is my life right now." This teenager from England. Uh, I'd love to like do that again and film it because oh my god, they were you can never live up to. The yeah, memory. We would, we'll never be able to recreate that. I will never was... wipe that image from my brain. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like Gus with his shirt off anyway. <laughs> Well, you see that all the time now in shorts. Yeah, yep. Well, my favorite yeah. things were when we, before there was Xbox Live, and we would drag our Xboxes over. Everybody would come to my house, and we would set up TVs, and we'd play uh, multiplayer on Blood Gulch and Sidewinder at my house. Those most, were most fun ever, right? Mm-hmm. I would just, like, you I, could have a capture the flag game that would last like those four Sidewinder hours. Sidewinder games would go on forever. I would just yell but not in a bad way. It'd be like awesome. It'd be yeah. like, super intense. And if you actually get to the flag and get out, you're like, guys. Guys, <laughs> got the flag. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, then like, you get like far up. I was like, I. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Get the car. <laughs> and then you get murdered. Then you yeah. hear the other team. Where the fuck is the flag? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't, I don't think. Apart. I don't think that's ever been recreated over Xbox Live. The intensity of a capture the flag game in Halo One has never. It's never been there. See, I don't know if you could say that because those are some of your first land gaming experiences, right? So sure. it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, but no, no Xbox Live game would ever last four hours. Dude, I don't know. I like playing Left 4 Dead. I mean, that game is three years old, right? At this point, I can pull up Left 4 Dead too, and we had a blast playing that. How that long fun. did you guys play for? Like two hours. Two hours. Two yeah. hours. We yeah. made it through Question one is, level. Yeah. How long did we fail? I made it through one level. The <laughs> I watched. The, I watched the live stream. We did pick you up a couple times. Yeah, twice on yeah. that way. <laughs> is that still available to watch on? Yeah. Twitch TV? Mm-hmm. Yep. Twitch. And you can see that whole time. TV. I just kept booking it for that room because I was not stopping. <laughs> yeah, you were like, yeah, I'm leaving everybody behind. You didn't give a shit. I like the bit where you try and throw a boomer bile on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, I wasn't. It was, it was planned. It's on purpose. But I had a lot of fun playing some of the Left 4 Dead. And I mean, it was different, but like playing uh, Halo 2 and Halo 3, you played 5,200 games of Halo 2? Yeah. Or I, th- like I think that? I played like 4,500 games of Halo 2. Right, it was Joel who played 5,200. Yeah. yeah. Holy I mean, God. that's a lot. It's a lot of time. I wouldn't want to add up all that time. Uh, well, no, it's. It, I mean, if you th- figure about ten minutes a match. Let's do maybe. Let's say eight minutes. Don't work it out because it'll make me sad. So fifty-two hundred. Lebo is forty-five hundred yeah. times ten <laughs> divided by sixty. 
750 hours. Wow. Divided by 24, mm. 31 days. You play up for a month. It's like a solid. Let me even divide it by waking hours. We'll do 18 hours a day. 41 days of your life straight. So proud of Imagine you. what I could have got done in 41 days. <laughs> if it was if good. It, I, I know about 4,500 games of Halo 2. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, that's how I know you guys so well. That's how I got like friendly with you guys is because of Halo 2 playing on Xbox Live. If that was your full-time job, full-time, 40 hours a week, playing Halo 2, you played, it was your full-time job for 19 weeks. <laughs> where you almost sh- five months. Show up every day and clock in. Jeez. Almost half a year, basically. That's awesome. And I'm now, and now you throw cabbages. <laughs> now I throw cabbages in Skyrim. Wow. That's crazy. Living the dream. That's evolution. That it does seem like we could like have some kind of game... Where there's something on the back end that is a useful thing, like we're doing something, you know, while we're all playing a game. There's like it's like a distributed computing thing, but the, like the front that. end is a game. Yeah, instead of just like everyone just wasting their time. It's, hours, it's hours. easier for the computer just to be like, no asshole, get out of my way. Just let me <laughs> let me process. How many is, people do you think you've met in your life? That's a good question. I met a lot of people. No, I'm it's a, not a good question. I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued by because I, I meet new people all the time. It seems, and I'm wondering like. What if I've met this person before, or like how close? What do you mean? Like what do you mean? Like meet? Just like even like a casual introduction? Like say I just get introduced to someone. I would love to know if I'd like passed them in an airport before, or like how many times I might have almost interacted with that person in the Mm -hmm. past. It's it's like coincidence is very interesting. Well, I mean, if you think about it, even running into people you know sometimes like out of the blue is really bizarre. Like one time, Joel and I were flying back from Canada, and we ran into Jack at Chicago (laughs) at the O'Hare Airport. Yeah, we're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I'm in the middle of flying." So we went and had a beer. It's like, what are the odds? Yeah. It's got to be great odds that you've met someone and that you see them again. In England, a popular thing to do is the booze cruise where you take the ferry over to France and get a load of cheap alcohol and bring it back. Why? Is alcohol cheaper in France? I guess, well, if you buy in bulk, I guess it is. Okay. And um, my dad was just like buying a load of wine and he like looked up and he was like, all right, Clive. And it was like someone from his office at work. He's like, what? what? We're in France. <laughs> what are you doing here? All the drunk people. <laughs> I think you were telling me a story of this couple that was getting married and they were making a slideshow for their wedding. Yep. And they were going through photos, and it was her at Disney World with her family. Yeah. Yes. And then her fiancé said, why do you have this picture of me and my family? And it turns out that he was in the background with his family of this photograph when they were very, very young. Now she was from Canada. He was from Florida. That is just weird. And yeah. also, the sheer timing of that is down to the seconds. Like, if they'd have walked by, like, five seconds before, that wouldn't have happened. The probability of them being in the park and being each other's pictures. Yeah, on the same yeah. day, yeah. in the same countries. year, yeah. literally in Let's the same... Let's they were in the park. Like, that I would... That and would then you're narrowing pictures. it down to the same angle of one man in the same period of time. It's unbelievable. Stuff like that really blows my mind. That's pretty nuts. I've, I had a pretty weird um, coincidental moment. I was... This is before I came to America, so at this point, I knew I was coming to America to come to Rooster Teeth. So I thought what I'd do is listen to the old podcast that I was on so I didn't tell the same story again. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast I was on where we were talking about the Halo 3 ODST live action commercial. I don't know if you remember it where yeah, uh-huh. yeah. the guy drops down and right. runs out. Badass. And uh, we were talking about a guy. I was listening to this on set because I was wait, they, were, they were shooting outside and I, I set up the Phantom in, in the studio. I was waiting for people to come in. The and Phantom we, is Gavin's super high-speed high speed camera. camera. So I was listening to a podcast. We're talking about the guy who directed it. Yeah, uh, Rupert Sanders. Rupert Sanders. And um, the next person that walked into the studio came up to me. He was like, are you with the Phantom? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, we're going to shoot over here. I'm Rupert, by the way. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. He sat down in the director's chair. Of This is Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh-huh. He's the director of Snow White <laughs> and the Huntsman. I'd literally heard his name in my ear. 
And then within minutes, he's walking up to me and shaking my hand. Really? <laughs> like, to me, like, I was just like, what? <laughs> what? How did this happen? Like, I haven't heard his name in probably three years. And then when I do hear his name, I meet him instantly. <laughs> and you're listening to a podcast that you made in Austin, Texas, America. Yeah. And you're back in, I assume, um, London? Yeah. This is in London. Yeah. He's from, he's English. That happens uh, to me so often. He's the director of the movie. Someone, and then I'll see them the next day. I think there's something to that. Yeah. I think there's there's some kind of level of connection that we don't really know. Yeah. We talked to, we talked about this a long time ago. Like in my life, there's been a lot of times where it's like I think about a song and I turn the radio and the songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or and, like you learn a word and you instantly hear the word used all the time. Like I remember noticing that with like ombudsman or something like a word I never heard. I just saw it everywhere. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> have I just been blocking out this word constantly? <laughs> like that, in that instance, I could believe that. Yeah, yeah that if you're not aware sense. of the word. And then you become aware of it, then you suddenly see it everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I also wonder, too, if there's, like, a very common word, just by probability, that you've just never heard. You've never heard it in context. You've never heard anyone say it. And it's a word that everybody knows, but just by probability, you've just I, never experienced I had it. The, I, I, said, I'm, I said something to my friend. I said, oh, I'm just getting second wind. You know, like, when you get <laughs> right. second burst of energy. He was like, someone else said that to me yesterday. And he, and he just <laughs> never heard it before. He was like, what? <laughs> 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 But he just he somehow made it like 23 years with ne- without but ever hearing that. Someone said that to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, what is like, I guess that's a popular phrase. <laughs> it's really funny. Yes, yeah, the show on BBC, Second Wind. <laughs> Gone with the Second Wind. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's I wonder, like, or like a world event that you somehow were on vacation and it was. I mean, that could definitely happen now, or something major happens. Yeah, we talked about this on a podcast before as yeah, well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, or if you don't listen to our podcast, and you miss the story. Like, that we told. I remember on that podcast, Gus. You were saying that you missed the Apple switch to Intel. Yeah, yeah. processors or something. Well, like, he, just, not, it, not like it, it, deal, everyone was like, like, "Yeah, it was all casual." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hey, there was a big event in Austin this week that I missed entirely. That everyone's talking about, which apparently, I guess, two nights ago, there was a massive storm that oh, caused right. power outages yeah. and everything like that. No idea. Like I, really? You didn't hear it? I, I slept through the whole thing. It wow. was it loud. It started really late, though, so I understand. It yeah. started like at <laughs> 1 in the morning. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say this. <laughs> no, you're going to laugh at me. There was a Morgellons co- convention in Austin oh this my past God. weekend. <laughs> and I <laughs> thought you were going to say that that's what you missed. Because I just heard about it on Monday. They were like, yeah, this Morgellons And thing. that's like the skin scraping thing, right? Like, where no, people the, could find like bits what? of... The wire... Christ. Yeah, fibers. Fibers. <laughs> I think specific fibers. But yeah, this is... I have no idea what this is. I like really... I like... One of the things I really like about the internet is that people who are normally alone, like very isolated, find other people like themselves. Yeah. Um, and there's this thing called Morgellons, which we've talked about, I think, a few times. Yeah, like two or three times. It's... They're trying to figure out what it is. And I think they just released a study where they officially said it's not a physical thing. They didn't go so far as to say it's like a mental condition. But it's people who believe they have something living under their skin, uh, something foreign, and they it produces fibers which come out of their skin. Okay. And it's been described as like even like small tiny bugs, but there's even like this weird kind of like undercurrent of it might be alien because people have had their fibers analyzed by the local university and they're not an element ever seen on Earth before. <laughs> you know, strange. But it's people who believe there's genuinely something. They all genuinely have found each other and feel like they're all suffering from some collective thing. And... They had a convention. That amazes me about just humans in general, how, like, you could think of the weirdest condition or weirdest thing, and 
there's always going to be tons of people who have the same thing, no matter how weird it is. Didn't know that they had, like, stinky sneezes. Stinky sneezes, <laughs> exactly. If there's a stinky sneeze... Oh, gross! I just looked at Gus's iPad. More Dylan's. <laughs> I said Gus! Oh, my God, no! Well, that's what they... They, they, no, they scratch at themselves. What is, I don't think I remember being gross. Uh, well, no, never mind. There's some gross stuff on there. I didn't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Turn on safe set. Jesus. <laughs> oh, gross! Yeah, yeah that's, some, that's, that's not... That's not what I associate with more gallons. Usually, these people have like little little red marks on them where they've they've extracted these things. These yeah, this is this is more like it. That kind of reminds me of um. And the fibers the are a big deal. They're freaked out about the fibers. Fibers. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna. No, no, this, is, this one isn't as gross. Well, it's pretty gross. That's gross. So gross. And I'm a believer too. Like, I think mental. We treat like physical health issues different than mental issues. Like Definitely. mental issues are more like standoffish and like, ooh, let's not talk about it. But I mean, it's a real thing, you know. And if people are suffering from some collective mental thing, they should all, you know, hopefully find help. Yeah, you know, or drive each other crazy, right? Or, I mean, the big or thing is, have a convention, or knit a sweater. <laughs> the big thing is the cover up. That's the big thing. It always is. Well, like because like everyone's <laughs> denying that. It Did you say that a sweater? Yeah, that sweater's never been seen on Earth. Before. <laughs> it's the warmest sweater known to man. Look, it reflects sunlight. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of like alien stuff, have you seen the Prometheus trailer? Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. It was. I, I was not excited. I know people kept talking about it, and everyone was you know super excited about it. And I, what is this? I, the, I did not go out of my way to watch it. Like I had to get dragged into your office. Yeah, to, I mean, I'm not Jack's big, computer to I'm watch. I'm not a big trailer guy. I think trailers are a waste of time, and they just spoil stuff mm-hmm. constantly. It's the um, prequel to Alien. Did you ever see Alien? Yeah, it's the prequel. It looks pretty cool, and you can in the trailer you can see stuff. From Alien. Like, I don't know if you remember Alien that well, but they, they discover, like, a giant dude in a massive gun who's dead. Yeah. And, He's uh, called you... the Space Jockey. Yeah, the Space I... Jockey. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Right. And that was, like, I think that broke a record at the time for being one of the most expensive sets to build. Is Sigourney Weaver in the movie? No. Well, not that I know of. Has she aged backwards? <laughs> but anyway, in the trailer, you see that ship crashing, and you see that guy in the, the Space Jockey. That's cool. And it's like, I really want to watch this. Purists, I want to see how he got there. Purists are pretty upset about it. Because the guy that originally wrote uh, the original script, is it Ed O'Bannon or Dan O'Bannon? It's one of the O'Bannon brothers. It's Dan. Dan O'Bannon? So he's dead, and he never wrote the story. Oh, he's so, dead? Yeah. When did he die? Uh, I can look it up. Because I'm pretty sure he was on the commentary for... Dan. He died, I think, in the last couple of years. Yeah. Dan O'Bannon, dead. You're so dreamy, Gavin. Dan O'Bannon dies, <laughs> screenwriter of Alien, dies at 63. He died in 2009. Yeah, I guess December they... December 19th. I guess they did the director's cut of Alien DVD much before that. Yeah. But, because he was on the commentary. But it, the trailer was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was really incredible. He actually... The reason I know, know him and his work is he wrote a very low-budget sci-fi movie uh, in the 70s that is a huge influence over Red vs. Blue. It's a really? Movie, movie called Dark Star. I've definitely talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can find a copy of Dark Star, it's very – I mean it's – you know, it's low-budget sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I lo- dude, I love sci-fi. I love like off kind of the beaten path sci-fi. Like Primer. Like Primer and like um, Surrogates. Did you ever see that? You know who makes great sci-fi? Two guys you don't associate as being sci-fi people. Bruce Willis makes awesome sci-fi and Denzel Washington. Those two guys, if they're in, if they're in a sci-fi movie, it's yep. an awesome movie. I don't know why sure. those guys make so much sci-fi like, stuff. Like uh, Deja Vu. Or uh, probably my favorite uh, Denzel Washington one is uh, Book of Eli. I, mean, oh, I haven't I seen, seen that. Uh, you haven't seen Book of Eli? Mm-hmm. Wow. You would consider that sci-fi? I would consider that sci-fi. Would like, you get- I, I don't think I would. Maybe you're thinking of it for the post-apocalyptic angle? Yeah. I mean, what else would you classify it as? Action? Like... Action drama? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's sci- would you consider uh, Mad Max to be sci-fi? 
That's a tough one. Mm. And it's very Mad Max-ish, right? Uh, my reflex is to say yes, yes, but then for the same argument I just used Book of Eli, I would say no. Like if Book of Eli had been set ten years further into the apocalypse, probably would be sci-fi. Right. But it's too it's too close, I guess. Pre-sci-fi? Yeah. I like I like it kind of when you think something is a normal, like, real-world story, and then it becomes sci-fi. Like something totally random happens. Do you have like Matrix? Yeah. yeah. Like Lost? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's I mean, like- Matrix is a big left turn. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, what, did, what did people think they were watching when they watched The Matrix? I had no idea. I went into The Matrix totally blind. It and, was a and stupid, it was shitty awesome, Keanu Reeves movie for all I knew. I sat down and I was like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. I had no idea that Keanu Reeves was like kind of a joke actor. Because oh, The really? Matrix was the first movie I saw him in. And I was like, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these other movies that he's just awful. You know, the original casting uh, for Matrix was not Keanu Reeves and uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. The original casting was Will Smith as Neo. And he turned it down to do Wild West. Or something. Right, Wild, 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 Wild West, yeah. Who's going to be Morpheus? Val Kilmer. Hmm, How do you think Will Smith would have done? I could see that, though, right? I don't know. But Val, I can, I can, Val Kilmer I in a see, fight scene. Well, I could see Will Smith doing I don't know about Well, Will Kilmer. Smith is... Uh, I like Will Smith. I can imagine him in that role. He's, he, he always does comedy stuff, though. Like what? What's, what does he do? No, the serious part from like, I am legend. I am legend. I am legend was hilarious. I watched. <laughs> I, I, I watched. I am legend while I was on morphine. It really tripped me out. I watched that movie alone at night. <laughs> it was terrifying. Well, yeah, really? I, I never bought it because of the CG enemies. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm I just really. Like, I'm just really creeped out by like zombie type things, like, like there mutated was, humans. That freaks me out. Well, you, yeah, Val Kilmer looks awesome. Justin sent me a picture of Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer's put on a couple pounds. God bless him, you know. But so is Lawrence Fishburne. So is everyone. Everyone's, everyone's getting older. Lawrence Fishburne put on some weight, and he actually referenced it in a movie. I forget what it was. It was um, some spy movie where he was, like, one of the guys from the government sitting around the table. He was, like, the, the field. Uh, was it in the Mission Impossible movie? Was it Mission Impossible? He, he, it he was. played that role. It, I think it was. Yeah. And somebody said, like, I don't think that's the case. He goes... The most recent Mission Impossible? No, 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 no it was like Impossible. two or something. There's three, I think. Three. And yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, he goes, I would, I would like to believe that's not true. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne had a line, he goes, well, I'd like to believe that chocolate doesn't make you fat, but I've eaten my share, and guess what? <laughs> What's like, a weird reference that he was heavier in that yeah. part. But, um, yeah, Val Kilmer would have been a cool movie. I also read that Sean Connery turned down the role of the architect in the second... Or third, whatever. The, oh, God. Uh, Good he, said, he said he just couldn't understand it. He, he wasn't smart enough to have that role. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. The, the Matrix. Matrix. The Architect. Oh, 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 I thought the movie The Architect. So he turned down The Architect. Yes. Sean Connery. <laughs> We're still, I was still talking about The Matrix. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Those casting things we always hear about them, though, it's like casting's really important because if you cast a, the wrong person, I mean, it completely changes the movie. And a lot of times movies get into production based on who's attached to it. Like, you have to have somebody attached so you go for whoever you can get just so you can get the movie greenlit and start moving on it. And then you know the project at some point falls apart and then they add somebody in and sometimes that works out in your favor. Did you guys see The Grey, the Liam Neeson movie? Nope. No. Not yet. About? Okay. So The Grey, it's essentially – you saw Taken probably, right? I love that movie. That's, you should go see The Fucking Grey then because it's All like right. – It'll be on streaming soon <laughs> enough. Badass, <laughs> badass Liam Neeson in action. But originally the – uh, the the producer said this at the screening. The person they originally cast in the role for Liam Neeson in The Grey was Bradley Cooper. That's who was on the project what? for a long time. Ugh. He's the dude from The Hangover. Yeah, that seems like a polar opposite. Totally different. You can't imagine the movie, those two people being cast. Even if you haven't seen the movie, those are two totally different I, people. I, I, I hate seeing Bradley that Cooper. guy's face. He's you hate Bradley Cooper? I don't, I don't hate him. He's fine. There's uh, something about his face I don't like. <laughs> something about his I know face. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. He What's has that? like yeah. pointy features. No, I don't know. 
don't he was know. in the first thing I saw him in was Wedding Crash. I saw him in Alias. Oh, yeah, I was right. going to say Alias. Yeah, that's where I remember him as well. Mm-hmm. Did Wedding you ever Crash. see that movie with the where he takes that pill and it's like it makes him good? Un- un- oh yeah, I was going to say Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, Limitless. <laughs> yeah, that's I saw the that. extended edition, the, the Adderall commercial. <laughs> I watched that movie on a, a TV that has like the really fast frame rate, mm. so it just completely freaked me out. That's the worst thing to happen to TV. It and it's like a really big sound point. It's like 240 hertz. And then when you're watching that movie on it, it's like you're taking the pill yourself. Well, if you, <laughs> if you, if you don't like that aesthetic, you kind of have to get used to it because all the major filmmakers are moving towards higher frame rates. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. The, the 240 hertz is just how many times it refreshes the image. You can refresh the same frame five times and it looks fine. But, but that doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, but I'm saying if there's more frames per second, like if... Yeah, but that's a different yeah. thing. That's like creating... Like, at the moment, some TVs will create frames in between other frames well, they to smooth it out, yeah. but that's not the same yeah, thing as the... That's re- the worst part for me yeah, that's about those TVs thing. is when it interpolates that movement, yeah. and you just end up with, like, blurry frames. Like, yeah. what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, everything looks like video. I, I, should, I should have a TV that does that, and you should play... Uh, I played Reach on it, and it freaked me out. Well, because it's just too smooth. Well, when, yeah, when you turn, it's, like, super smooth, and it's just... It's freaky. It's really weird. I, I play a lot of games on a on my uh, well. I used to. I don't have it here anymore. But the, my I've got a hundred inch screen and a projector. Yeah. And you can actually take you can do the in between in between frame stuff. But you can also go the other way and just make it super responsive because when you do in between frame stuff, there's always a delay, a little bit of like, lag. Yeah. So you can have it so it's like literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I play all my games, and it's awesome. I see. I moved. I've gone the complete opposite way because I have a projector in my house too, and I have a screen that's I think a hundred and. 18 inches nice. is essentially what it is. Nice. And when you first saw it, you're like, well, no wonder you can be good at Halo if you play it. I'm like, first of all, I'm not good at Halo. And yeah, no, it's not the case. And now I'm back to the point where I prefer to play on a small monitor and like be right there on top of it. Yeah, I saw you playing on that tiny-ass Dynex in there the other day. It's like an <laughs> no, like 11-inch display. That's not good enough. You I'm need- totally fine. Mm. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I, I tried to play Guitar Hero on your screen once, and you have your Xbox at the front, so I had the cable in, and I couldn't get far enough away from the screen. I was like leaning back, and all these colors <laughs> were going, like, I was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I think it's because you were talking about Prometheus. Um, I, you know, I listened to the Steve Jobs biography when we had the when I, uh, when we did the Audible sponsorship. Yep. I was talking about it, and... You know, they, Apple had that famous 1984 commercial that was directed by Ridley Scott. What I didn't know, what I found out in the book was there was another commercial that they did the following year in 1985. Oh, it was a big flop. It was directed by Tony Scott because I guess they couldn't get Ridley Scott. Really? Who's Tony Scott? Ridley Scott's brother. Oh. Yeah. I once went with Jake Scott, who is Ridley Scott's son. What's the path to get to Tony Scott? Is it Ridley Scott, <laughs> then Michael Mann, then Tony Scott? Is that know. the path that you go? It's just so, so weird. But yeah, it was a huge flop. I'd, I'd never heard of it. That's the one where people are like walking off the edge of a cliff. Or right. right. And it was advertising, off, was it Office or something? Not Office, but like... The sort death of, of the PC. They were supposed to be at a funeral or uh, they were supposed to be like so lemmings. gloomy. Yeah. yeah it's, and, and that was a Super Bowl ad that just was like... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about it. Yeah, that 1984 ad, that's like considered one of the best ads of all time. I mm-hmm. can't really see why. Like, was that Bridget? Well, look, that should, wasn't Bridget Nielsen. In no, there, was it? Okay, looks similar. And that's that. the girl like, you, swinging the hammer into the big yeah, screen. Yeah, you should. Right? If uh-huh. you you don't get it, you should look at some of the other Super Bowl commercials from that year. Uh-huh. Like, like I mean, I think that'll really put it in perspective for you. What mm. would you say is your favorite commercial of all time? I, <laughs> there's a. I don't even know what the uh, the company does. It's a company called EDS, and they did a. There's an expression in business when something's difficult and you're trying to get a lot of moving parts together. It's like herding cats. Yeah. And they did the cat herders. That's a good one. That was somehow uh, not surprised that this commercial involves cats. Yeah, I don't know. I guess this is my cat affinity. Well, there are actually cats in it. 
Oh yeah, there's a herd of cats. Like these like guys yeah. who herd cattle. They're driving. They're the like cattle. cowboys. Yeah. I once did a shoot in Ikea at night in London, and they unleashed 300 cats into an Ikea, and we just filmed where they went. I've seen that commercial. It's yeah. funny that you say that, because my favorite commercial is an Ikea commercial. It's the one with the lamp, where it's like, some of you may feel sorry for this lamp. That's because you're silly. It's just a lamp. It has no feelings. <laughs> Get a new one. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's, a, it's, it's the absolute best commercial I've ever seen. Because know. the first part is shot so well, you feel yeah. so bad for this lamp. <laughs> and it's like, you're like, oh. The premise of the commercial is that someone has this lamp and then they replace it with an Ikea lamp and put the old one outside. And it's like raining and dark and it's like looking up at the new lamp and it's like, oh. <laughs> and then some guy shows up and he's like, some of you may feel sorry for this lamp. That's because you're stupid. <laughs> there's, a com- there's another commercial that Gavin worked on. That I, I don't know. I don't think it's my favorite commercial, but it's just so ridiculous that I love it. It's the uh, throwing pies at throwing tiny pies at flies. Yeah, commercial. that was for a Samsung phone. It's like, can't you fix? Who? What if you could fix all your problems by throwing pies at them? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing like tiny little pies at bugs. That was, that was a long shoot. It's that awesome. was like a four day shoot. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've, you've thrown a, a pie at a fly. <laughs> Have you ever done like a really long stint? of long days like uh, my longest shoot was a Bacardi commercial it was six days and each day was at least like 15 hours long have oh. you ever done that in a row I think I when, when we did episode 50 yeah. I remember that we bought that couch that's when we were still in your working out of your house we bought a couch for your room because we worked I think like f- I want to say five days straight and just occasionally taking naps on the couch what was that? What was that on for season, big episode? For season eight, when we were finishing for the DVD with all the animation, we rented hotel rooms across the street from our office so that we cause we were just working around the clock and we would just go over there. Was that for the... And uh, crash. Oh, okay. That was season eight, yeah. And but after that, that long stint, I think it was like 12, 15 hour days leading up and then like a final day, which was like 18 hours. And I got in on Friday night about 2 a.m. And I woke up at 4 a.m. on Sunday... Oh, <laughs> that's, that's impossible. I, I, I slept like 26 hours? I slept 26 hours. There's one day in my life that I just wasn't oh, there Oh, you went over. I see what you're yeah. saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I've, but, had, I've had that my point in my life, too, where there was one weekend where I, I figured out I slept 36 hours in one weekend. Wow. Like, I oh, slept crap. through a Saturday. But I didn't realize the human body could even sleep that long. That's just weird to my, miss an entire day of your life. Yeah, there's, there's one day that I just wasn't there for. <laughs> Maybe that was the day that, that like that event happened that we're talking about that you missed. <laughs> you slept <laughs> through it. And I can tell you something. I don't think I've ever been more confused in my life. Like, I couldn't yeah, that's figure up. it out. I was like, I, did I sleep for two hours? What the? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. And, um, yeah, oh, I'm, man. I cannot <laughs> imagine that. It was really weird. It's like that... that meme of Robin Williams waking up. <laughs> what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> Have you seen that? No. no. Yes, Jesse. Damn it. <laughs> What's that from? Jumanji? Seven Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jumanji. That feeling of like, what, what has happened to me? Here, you want to hear the, I, I say the, the lamp guy? Here, let me see if I can play it. Oh my god. It's where you can hear it. I'm going to try to play this over my speakers here. I hope it's the right one. Now give the play back you feel bad for this lamp. That is because you're crazy. <laughs> it has no feelings. And the new one is much better. Was that guy in Big Lebowski? <laughs> yeah, he was one of the nihilists. Was yeah. that guy in Bruno? You know, I recently read um, somewhere a weird fact about the Big Lebowski that in the original draft of the script that uh, the dude can live by himself and he gets all of his income because he inherited 
the uh, his dad was the guy who invented the Rubik's cube. So he invented, he inherited the rights to the Rubik's cube, <laughs> and that's how he had all of his money to live. Who, where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. It was on IMDb, and yeah. I think I must have read it on Reddit, probably. So that was just like an un, unmentioned part of the story. Wasn't they it? probably mentioned it in the commentary or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they couldn't get the rights to Rubik's cube or something like that. I don't know. There's some really long takes in that movie. I, I like. I just like long takes in movies. Do you really like do you, do you, the, the shot at the end where like some guy bowls and gets a strike, and then like the camera moves over and there's like yeah. a really long dialogue. And then the camera moves back to this the same guy, and he like bowls, uh, he bowls again. And gets another strike. I, th- I don't know. I think they cut right before it hits, but it was really long shot. I can't. I can't imagine. Oh, they do how. cut right before it hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Donnie? No, Donnie was dead by that point. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, because it was the thing where Donnie doesn't get a strike and then he dies. So I thought, I thought maybe that because it's impressive if the guy gets a strike. Well, then, yeah, yeah. I guess they cut because he didn't get a strike the second time. But okay, fucking It's a lot of fucking pressure. <laughs> we talked about this on that Clive Owen movie, though. Imagine being like a guy like seven minutes into the take, and like he's there, like he's bold his strike. He's like, yes, action, basically, and he's there, like going. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and he's like, they're watching like a five minute dialogue. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow, God. they're doing great. <laughs> and then he gets the ball again. Oh, and he just drops the ball on the ball, or something. Yeah. Like, oh. That's what I would do. I would just ruin the take deliberately. I'd be like, way. That's why you're not a professional actor. Flip pins and kick them all down. Yeah. So, did, did, have you guys kept up at all with Walking Dead? Because no. Gavin, Barbara, you went with me to the Alamo and we watched Walking Dead. Yes, those so, are the only two episodes I've ever seen in my life. Ever? Ever. Okay. I, wasn't I, blown, I wasn't blown away by the show, but what I did like was watching a TV show with a lot of yeah, people. That is that, a lot of fun. That's an experience in itself. The, yeah, it's, fun. it's a very slow show. The show had some badass moments, but a lot of padding, it seems. A, a lot of hour-long content on American TV is like that. I mean, that you basically just described five or six seasons of Lost, however long it was. Mm-hmm. You know, but Walking Dead is cool because it goes kind of slow, and then a fucking lot of stuff happens. Yep. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. But Lost, Lost, kind of because it's flashbacks. That's the padding. Yeah, it's kind of it takes you away from slowness. It was two shows. Yeah, it felt like yeah, bundled together. Has anyone ever cut cut the whole of Lost in, in, into order, into chronological order? Like, oh, like every scene. I think so. Beginning to end. Really? Like yeah, starting? I've heard of that. Being done. Starting with the uh, the black and white. Guys, I can't even. The I, black and white guys, like the black smoke guy and the white Jacob I guy. I still haven't oh. seen Lost, so I thought you were talking about the Dharma initiative. Yeah, I still have <laughs> I still have not seen Lost. You I, thought, I thought you were talking about Dharma also. I would love to see the whole thing in order, though, in chronological order. See how well it. <laughs> no. Like, did you ever see that movie? After you're done with Cabbage. <laughs> when I finish my Cabbage, did you ever see Memento cut the right way, like in order? Have no. you seen Memento? That's a yeah, great movie. You, there's a there's an Easter egg on the DVD that lets you watch it in chronological in actual chronological order. I imagine it's not logical really order, and it's, it's really interesting. I'd is like, it, to, yeah. Is it is it as compelling? No, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's yeah, a, very linear, very straightforward. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 really interesting to, that everything actually works. Like everything's they thought of everything. What's your favorite movie that's told out of order, non-linear? I don't. I can't really think of any offhand. Yeah, yeah. well, Memento it's, maybe. Yeah, Memento is pretty good. It's got to be Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I say Pulp Fiction is mine. Pretty good. Yeah. See, that's one of those movies that I've seen the beginning of five times and I've never seen the end. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking strangle you. Why, why, why? What turned you off? Like, what made you stop watching Pulp Fiction? I, get, I don't know. Really? I don't know. I, I... If you don't, like, kind of buy into the style of it, I can see you dropping out of it. I like the style. I, I liked it. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed you, what I, I enjoyed saw. it, you just can't finish it. Just, it's one of those movies that. Do you ever have a movie you just can't finish? 
No, I had Mass Effect. The video game was like that for me. I was like, I had to start playing Mass Effect three times, and I, I, every time I gave up, and finally I was like, I'm going to play this fucking game because everyone it. talks about it. I played for three hours and it locked me in, and it's one yeah. of my favorite franchises you know, ever. We didn't mention no. that they did something interesting with these achievements in Mass Effect three, where you can get them in. God, I have it in my notes. Right didn't you, you have notes? You can get them. There's certain achievements you can get either in multiplayer or by completing the single player and seven missions. Ma- Mass Effect. I don't like that. I love it. I don't like. I, I want to see an achievement on someone's thing, and I want to know how they got it. Uh, I don't have to say, "Well, did you do it? Did you do it the real hard way, or did you do it the easy way?" No, I see what you're saying. However, like the Seven Day Survivor, no other way of doing that. I don't think that they should have achievements yeah. for multiplayer. Ever. Multiplayer. Ever. This, Ever. This, is, this is acceptable for multiplayer stuff. And Why? Like, for instance, because they should not have multiplayer. Just achievements. Just have a rank in multiplayer. It's fine. You can see. Yeah, so you're saying you would have no multiplayer I achievements? Want, I want no achievements in multiplayer ever. No exceptions ever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Left 4 Dead. Why? Uh, I guess maybe. I don't know. Left 4 Dead is a multiplayer game, though. So you have to. It kind of. I mean, there's some that are... It's not... But it, Left 4 Dead really isn't a multiplayer game. It really is, though. It really is, though. It really is. <laughs> it is, but it really <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. But it really is. I, 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 let me tell you something. I do a lot better with those fucking bots than I do with yeah. you guys. Those bots are awesome. <laughs> They're the awesome. bots are great. You just, yeah. stay, you just like, you start shooting, and you just stand back. How much of a gamer are you, Barbara? Do you play a lot of games? Um, I know you play a lot of Skyrim. We were talking about this earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a gamer. I wouldn't classify myself as that. But I probably play more games than the average female. Mm. I would think. Question mark? Question mark? What about Esther? No, she doesn't really play very many games. Mm. Does she watch you play games? No, she uses her computer or does something else while I play. I also well, still I, need a working Xbox. hours into Mass Effect 3. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think I'm 27 hours into Mass Effect 3 now. No, really? I still haven't finished it. I think I'm getting close. I'm plugging along. I'm pretty close. I'm going to finish up Skyrim and then play all the threes. Saints Row, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed. You don't finish up Skyrim. I will. Skyrim I'm going to finishes it, you. By the way, finish means a thousand points. Okay. So I'm going to do that. So not like all the side quests. Uh, I have played no, all the levels. no Skyrim at all. It's, I, it's probably one of my favorite games. Really? I, I, I don't feel it. I, I just I, there's something about those games. I don't know. Like, what are you doing? About how you are surprisingly addicted to. Skyrim. I know that was the surprising part. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, what are you doing? Are you, it. I know. Are you doing magic or what? No, a warrior. Yeah, well, that's that's your issue. I did that in Oblivion. It sucked. You got to get the flaming hands going. I'm on. playing as a warrior. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were a vampire for four days. <laughs> See, if you get a spell, you that's stand back. And You're blast like them. walking up to a vampire with a spike. See, the problem with this whole vampire thing, I'm going to go back to it because it pissed me off, is that you have to, like, to cure vampirism, you have to find this guy who then gives you a potion, but once you're, like, a full vampire, he'll just try to kill you every time you go up to him. So it's impossible. <laughs> so, so what do you have to, to, be a way you, to do? You, it. Have to, you have to join the Thieves Guild because they won't kill you no matter what because they're, like, your bros. So you have, to, <laughs> you have to go down there and find someone who's sleeping and then suck their blood. But what? So you betray the people who trust you? Yeah, well, that's the only thing you... I literally tried to cure vampirism for four days of my real life. How does sucking blood make you not a vampire? Because it's just like... like does it make you more of a vampire? I don't, I don't know how it works. Can you go out in the sun? Don't you have, like, sun damage? You can go out in the sun, but, like, yeah, you just don't replenish your health as quick. That's like being Canadian. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. You're used to that. Like, yes, there, the there, is a me. there is a problem in Skyrim where you can, you can mess up achievements and have to play the game again. And oh, that I've, I've heard of that happening. It's a nightmare. People. Like, there's one achievement for collecting 15 Daedric artifacts or something. Yeah. But Michael was telling me you have to have them all at the same time. So if you get one and, and flog it to someone, sell it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that look on your face. Like, oh. I, I just have, I monitor facial reactions for words. Uh, everyone's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> Wait, but if you sell it, whip if you sell it, it? 
Yeah, that's what I flog them with. Yeah, flog a dead horse. The uh, it, yeah, if you sell it to someone or if you lose it, you can't get that achievement. You have to play it again. Something I like to do now is I like to talk to Gavin on AIM and make up American slang words so to see if he'll start using them. <laughs> what was the one I used the other day? Schlem. Schlem. <laughs> You're like podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Be ready, you ratty little schlem. <laughs> Ratty little slim. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like someone British trying to make up. You know, Gavin American slang. I'm gonna take that. Gavin, when he and I used to talk on Skype, he used to look up really, really dirty words that I wouldn't know, and Terrible. he would make so me read the definition out loud to him on Skype, and he would just sit there giggling like an idiot. <laughs> Turn off his camera. Yeah, exactly. What you fucking How did you do that? I've just broken my phone. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got your swipe thing halfway down. Uh, so, um... Work. One thing I'm... Ma- one, one, <laughs> Siri, fix this. Siri. So on Mass Effect 3, another thing, though, that they do, which drives me a little nuts, is... And this has been in almost every single one of the Mass Effect games. There's literally an achievement for beat the game twice. Which, okay, come on. Wait. What? The, the, the way they do it, isn't it beat the game twice or... Beat the game with an imported character? Yes. So if you beat the game with an imported character, you're fine. I, I guess so. I did Mass Effect 2 twice. And I did I'm Mass glad Effect. I did, because I, I did it Paragon and then I think I, did, I think I finished Mass Effect 2 four times. Mass Effect? I think I played that game four times as well. Mass Effect 1? Did you have to? There was... Because my OCD trying to get those all 100% of the achievements, there's six achievements that are like, use this guy for the majority of your missions. Use the squad <laughs> member. I, of course, didn't discover that until halfway through the first play. <laughs> yeah. And then there's six people in the game that you can bring with you. So I can only get two of them mm-hmm. in each playthrough. I was like, <laughs> Do you always play as uh, Male Shepherd? Uh, yeah, and you know what? You want to talk about cloud services? And do we, uh, you know, I'm the biggest proponent of cloud services. I lost my fucking gamer card as a result of that. So I don't know. I have no idea where What do you mean you lost your gamer card? I my. My little dongle. Your memory stick? Oh, my memory stick. Dongle? I don't. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> is that another slang word which I could get? That's a real technical term, dongle. dongle. Thank yeah. you. Barbara Dongleman. It's a slang. <laughs> Barbara Dongleman. Keep so, it on your key ring. Like that. <sighs> See? Yeah. So I, I literally have no idea where Just it is. Just implant wow. it into your skin. Yeah. Like so, one of your fingers. Well, now I have cloud, so I, I would have had it on the cloud, but I never thought to move my Mass Effect 2 save to the cloud. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know where my Mass Effect 2 save is, so wah, I'm going to have wah. to play it twice because I couldn't import my character. Awful. Yeah, that's okay. But I'll tell you what, now playing, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to play with the Iconic, what they call the Iconic Shepherd, mm-hmm. which is the default one. The game seems totally foreign to me now. Yeah, I, I, I don't identify with that character. It's no. weird how that works. Wait, which character? The so default attacked. Shepherd. The Iconic Shepherd, the one oh, who's on the cover. You didn't use him? No, I used him now. I didn't use him for my first two playthroughs. Who, well, who did you use? I customized the guy. Uh, did you he, customize different ones for each game? No, I used pretty much the same well, guy that, and just so ran it differently. It's weird, because that's Shepherd to me. Like, I can't, that's the guy. His voice, like, his voice, that voice coming out of that face is like, does, I'm like, this is wrong, this is wrong. Yeah. So I fucking threw a helmet on the guy. I play as Fem Shep each time. What's that? I play as Fem Shep. I, I played as a female Femme shepherd Shep. in Mass Effect 2 when I did some Achievement Hunter walkthroughs. Did, did, I did, I did somehow make it look like she had, like, holes in her, you know, yeah. <laughs> Like, you could see her ass cheeks. Oh, really? How'd you do that? I don't remember. It was so long ago. So I and the it seems like they toned down the sex stuff a little bit in this Mass Effect. Yeah, they, I thought they, 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 instantly, they instantly cut away now. It's like mm-hmm. instant, instant uh, black screen. But there's like you can do gay stuff now, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I he- I've heard that. I think you could do that in two as well, couldn't you? I wonder how many games you can be a be a homosexual in. I think I, I, if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure I ran into a gay character in three. Yes, yes, well, someone on the ship. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, I just ran it like just. 
on, on my own, I ran into a gay character. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the vote that they had from Aspect 3 of what Femship would look like? Yes. Did you see the default characters that they had? Yes. I had about 10 to 20 different people message me saying, is this modeled after you? Oh, really? Oh, because she looks like you. Yeah, yeah one of them looks yeah. kind of similar. So why do they change Femship? It, on the... Uh well, now they have, like, a default one that they'll use for marketing. Like, I don't know if you've looked at your Mass Effect 3 game, but if you take the sleeve out of the case, yeah. you can reverse it so that you can have a version of the cover that has female Shepard on the cover instead of male Shepard. But they must have had a default femship all along. No, that, but they never used her for marketing purposes. Hmm. Okay. Like, now they actually ha- use her and they have they can put, they put her out there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's the default female version. Like, I think before it was just, like, she was an afterthought. I like the voice of Femchep. I don't know who does it, but I, I've always liked the, the voice, and I'm assuming it's the same actress so the entire time. Between Mass Effect 1, you could then make a new Shepard for Mass Effect 2, and the story behind that was that you were, like, smashed up and rebuilt or something like that. Like right. You were so fucking surgical. awesome. Yeah. But what was the, how could you do it between 2 and 3? Was there anything like that? Or I don't know. Suddenly... I couldn't import my character. <laughs> uh, well, if you import your character, you don't... Um... No, they really don't do anything like that. Oh. Like, it says... Um... That was, I thought that was cool, though. Good way to transition. It's also awesome intro to it. Fucking game. There was a big choice for... Jennifer Hale's friendship. In Mass Effect, the original, Mass Effect 1, there was a big choice you made of letting someone die and letting someone live. I don't, can I spoil an eight-year-old game? Well, Mass, Effect, Mass Effect 1 or 2? The original Mass Effect. Okay. And that cascaded through all the ones. So when I made a new character, it just said, who do you want to die, this person or this person? Like, literally just asked me that at uh. one point. And so I just picked the person that I let there die. There are so many fucking choices in 3... That have been impacted by one and two. Like I felt like there were some hooks in two going back to one, but now three is just like, why the fuck did I do that? Or why the <laughs> fuck is this, is this screwed up like this? Did you did you and save everyone at the end of two? Yeah. Okay. So here's my deal too, as well with this, which concerned me, which is if they're going to do those hooks, you know what they should do? They should tie it into the achievements because those are locked in records. Like I got an achievement for saving everybody in the suicide mission in Mass mm-hmm. Effect Two. I hope we're not spoiling Mass Effect 2. For no, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I have an achievement. So I knows I did that. But I did that on my first playthrough that I, I did the perfect run. And then I went back and played another run through to get like this duty side quest and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I did I did the pickup achievements. So that was my second run through. That's my final save is with the – where mm-hmm. I didn't save everybody and I didn't care. So would those people be dead? I think you can see the diff when you do, when you start the game. It asks you which save you want to implement. Yeah, and then it lists all the it stuff. Lists, doesn't it? Yeah, the different ones. It lists like you. This happened. This happened. You, yes. You said no to this. You cut, this guy died. Blah blah blah. Fuck a duck. Okay, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I yeah, think- like, like there's some stuff that happened. There's some characters that are dead now in my yeah. Mass Effect run through that I'm doing now. I know I saved them. I didn't like the oh. characters I liked. I'm like, oh, that fucker's dead. <laughs> I like uh, that guy. I, I managed to somehow. I played the first first playthrough. I saved everyone. Yeah, me, by me, me too. I didn't realize that it was like... <laughs> yeah, like there's all these people having issues. It's like, how do I save this person? It's like, oh, I guess I very luckily yeah, like, sent that person over there and they didn't die. Like, I kind of half-assedly made an Achievement Hunter video for it because I thought it was so easy. Yeah. Like, I thought everyone did. I thought you had to be stupid enough to do it. <laughs> so you're there, like, casually go, do like, this, hey, do this, yeah, stupid you, idiot, you, come on. I've done this, and yeah, you save everyone, duh. Well, you had to run <laughs> all the loyalty missions. Yeah, that's playing the game, though. No, I, I get it, I get it. But not everybody does every single mission. A lot of people just go where they're told to go. I guess not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what, nine people in Mass Effect 2? 
I thought it was more than that. That, that game, screen is big. That game definitely has the best sense of management that I've ever had in any game. Like, I felt like I was in charge of that ship. Yeah. I felt like whenever I walked in, I was like, oh, what, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> it's like, I've yeah. never had that. Like, you can be, you always build up to, like, the top of any game. You complete the game by, you're the head of the Mage's Guild or, you know, all this stuff. But you never really get a sense that you're in charge. It's just, like, people will just refer to you as the main guy. Yeah. But in Mass Effect 2, I was like, I have so much power over this ship. Yeah. yeah, it's true, because like, when I go and meet people like on the Citadel, I meet them and they go, oh, are you Shepard? Well, it's an honor to meet you. And I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, damn right. But you had that when, when you were first playing. hard to get here. You, Gus, you were complaining about a guy who was just talking to you like you were a nobody. Oh, yeah. And you were like, who, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Where were you the last two games? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the you know who I am? James, or the, when he's one of the new characters, he's like being real flippant. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, does he know what I did? It's like, yeah. Hey, how are you enjoying your fucking galaxy? Because I saved it twice, motherfucker. It's like, you, you've got muscles. I killed the Reapers, hello? I do, I do, I hate that when a character shows up that they don't intro. That, that, that James guy, there was yeah. no intro for him, right? Yeah, that's what was pissing me off. Yeah. I mean, I get it from a narrative, it's like you jump in, it's like time has passed. But like, yeah, who's this fucking muscle-bound Jersey douchebag? <laughs> you always get mad at me because, like, you criticize the way I play once because whenever I pick up a big weapon, my, like, the first thing I do is use it immediately. Like, <laughs> I fucking maniac. Like, I, I never, like... Just, like, look, nothing? I'll just use it on the next yeah. enemy I see. I'll be like, like shoot it? So there was that gun in Mass Effect, the... What was it? Some, M, like, cane. It was, like, a big, massive, like, exploding thing. Yeah. So I played like you in one playthrough. I was like, I'm going to save this for the big human reaper fight at the end. So I had, like, two... Two ammo for it, or whatever. So I get to the fight. I just shot. It takes a long time to charge. So I'm like, psh, psh, straight over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Missed completely. And then I was screwed. I had to just like use my regular gun. So that's like, why you test it. Yeah. Well, that's see, why I just uh, the the first time I see a big gun, using, I'll use it. He just uses it up. I think and it's we need fun. To, we probably need to wrap up. I think you have a meeting. You need to hit. I do, but I'm okay. I think you need to get out. I of also this. have a meeting. I need to Ooh. get to. Well, we can get uh, out of here. We'll stop it. You stop it. Yeah. You want know, you know to do this? All right. Tell him to stop it because I want to talk to Gavin about a couple things. Hit that button to stop it. The, the you're in charge. You're, look, you're in charge. You pointed at the play button. They both work. And we'll always remember this moment. <laughs> so Doom, do you agree? The Doom ruin and Quake ruin uh, weapon usage for you to where you save your rocket launchers? I always save them. I can't fucking use them. I have <laughs> Just to use them. All right, I gotta go. Use it on the next guy I you guess. see. The ro- there was a rocket launcher and a BFG. BFG would kill everything in the room. What? BFG? Like Big fucking gun is what it's called. Uh, okay. Yeah. And Doom. In Doom. And I, I don't think it was Quake. But yeah, Doom had the BFG. You got that thing and you would just like never fucking use it because if you used it, you'd like, I know I'm going to need it for a big boss or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm going to have to have it. And you, it's like in reach, you get the target locator and you use it on grunts. You're like, use it, use it. It's got two uses and you're like, oh, there's a grunt, fucking kill yeah, him. It's like the Hammer of Dawn in Gears of War. <laughs> I was like a little krill or what, what are those th- things called the wretches yeah you would, you would use it to open doors <laughs> it's like I don't hit B I want to hit it with the fucking hammer of dawn yeah, it's great it's, it's, games are much more fun that way and also sometimes like I play with my friend Dan a lot he will hoard like like crazy and then he will get to the next mission and he'll reset all your guns I like, know use them when you get them man I know and you gotta understand now especially the way games are now they place them where they want you to use them essentially yeah, yeah. it's like when you 
Wait, it's like a Mass Effect when you're playing and you get to a room, a wide open room with a lot of short barriers. You're like, shit's about to go down. Something's about to happen right now. I want to I make a video for Achievement Hunter called The Biggest Guns on the Smallest Enemies. And it's just a compilation of me using ridiculously overpowered weapons on the smallest thing. Oh, dude, like. you could do that. You'd use the BFG on the imps. <laughs> that would be a huge one on the little Marines in Doom. Yeah. It's also like in Skyrim, not to bring it up again, but I just love that game. When you like know that there's a boss coming up, you could tell because there's a lot of potions around yeah. and different like uh-huh. weapons that you know you're going to need to use. Use. So you're just like, if I open that door, and then be turn around and use it on a rabbit, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a wolf. Use your highest spell on them. So there's a thing in Mass Effect Three that drives me a little nuts, and it's not anything to do. It's not a big deal, but in every game, it seems like these things will get killed in testing, and it, there might be some like loading going on behind the screen that I can't see. But there's always like an animation that you play that you the first time you see, it, like, oh, that's cool. But then you see that fucking yeah. animation like 15 times. Mm-hmm. An hour, and you're like, he can't let me skip this goddamn animation, and please. It's, and it's always a very short animation, but even no matter how short it is, you have to like it's like I want to when I walk through a door in a game, I want to press A, the door opens. I don't want to see me reach to the handle. I I gather I can take, I, you know, I can take that for granted <laughs> that he reached over and opened the door. If I've got a gun up and I press A and the door just goes, ping, pings open, totally fine with that. Because if it's a game where you walk up to a door and it's like. Let me put my it's gun down. It's fine. It's fine. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch that 500 times. Yep. Add all I that agree. together. Oh, the, yeah, the the one that I remember is the Red Dead Redemption when you would skin animals. Oh yeah. That took and like, you get like <laughs> little blood spunks on the screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it took like 30 seconds every time you do. Like just cut the fucking animal. <laughs> Come on, dickhead. And, and they and they they built into games where you can skip that kind of thing. The, the Hitman games. Did you ever play Hitman? Uh-huh. You can kill people. You can change into their clothes. There's a full animation where you bend down. You start patting them. You can just press A, and it's just like, boop. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I, you know, you watch it a few times. Him like getting the clothes off, putting his clothes on. You want games to work at your attention span? Yeah. So, and that is the attention span of the grape. And like in Saints Row Three, they have a way where you can you steal a car. Oh, right. By just diving through the windshield, and that's it. And that is the, that's awesome. the yes. worst, worst mechanic in every Grand Theft Auto game there's yeah. ever been is press trying a triangle, press Y near a car. The car's just pulling away, and you just end up jogging alongside the car for like, and you do that infinitely. Get in the car. <laughs> Get in the, Get car. In the damn Get in car. The fucking car. I don't want to have to sprint and catch up with the car or stand in front of it and then walk it. Just go. But there's a fine line. I mean, people enjoy video games for. You know, the animation sequences. Yeah, but they don't enjoy games for the realism. Like, there's no... Like, in GTA, if you had to walk, if you had to, like, hit, you know, (laughs) tap the buttons, otherwise you'll trip. Too realistic. Nobody wants that in a video game. Right. Abstract some parts. Nobody wants Quop in Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Dude, I used to play the Ultima games, which were, like, Skyrim of my day. You had to have fucking food. You had to buy <laughs> food. And it was like, and if you, you know, you'd watch your food, it would just click down, like your party would eat or whatever, and you're like, oh, I got 150 food. Fucking dumb. So then you're focused on always finding food and eating food rather than. You just had to go buy content. food at the fucking store. It's like, I don't want to buy food. It's like The Sims. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they could really make, like, they could combine The Sims and Grand Theft Auto into, like, a real world simulator where you have to abide by the traffic laws. And it's like, oh. There's a store on the left to pop in and get some, get some steak. <laughs> and like, and you, but you end up just thinking, like, you end up, like, in The Sims, working out. Like, working out. I you know. watch the bar go up, it's like, you speed up time, it's like, working out. <laughs> and, and then after, after, like, five hours of doing that, you're like, wait a second, I could actually be working out yeah. for real. Why am I wasting my time doing anything? Why does Sim have a better life than I do? <laughs> yeah. Why do I, I care more? I love Gavin's impression of a Sim working out, by the way. <laughs> working out, working out. 
the 80s aerobic video. <laughs> it looks really funny sped up three times. Yeah. Every and time. That noise. Every time you finish a mission in Mass Effect 3, and there's a lot of missions, every time you go back to the same war room, you go back to the same hollow projector, and you have a scene, conversation, which is part of Mass Effect. You have conversation, you get information. It's well written. As soon as you're done with that, you have to walk across this room. Then you walk into an empty room. It's fucking empty. There's nothing in it. There's a table, conference table. No one is ever at the conference table. You walk through that room, and then you walk to a checkpoint where your body gets scanned. Like there's a little scanner that goes back and forth right. across you. And there's these two motherfucking soldiers in there that have a conversation every time you walk in there. You must see it 70, 80 times. This is after every mission? Every fucking mission Holy that's bad and it's the same conversation each time no it's a different conversation they're great about that so with like okay. there's like things that progress actually i was gonna say that so do, they, do they mention stuff in the plot exactly yeah that's and, that's good i like that and, no no <laughs> you i hope the end of the game is like you have to save the galaxy by throwing those two motherfuckers into a star <laughs> that's the only thing like, we need something to plug this black hole <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god, exactly the thing. Load those two motherfuckers up in the torpedo tubes. <laughs> They're going out. God. Can you still do the mining for ore in uh, Mass Effect 3? They have, they have simplified that greatly. Oh, I really, greatly. I actually really enjoy it. And I love the sound it makes when you launch a probe. It's like, boom. They saw the probes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have that. And there's a really cool sound they added now where the scanning is different. You scan on, instead of scanning on the planet, yeah. you scan on the solar system map. And that's how you find things. Hmm. Like before you'd go into a planet and then you'd like – it would tell you the planet is rich or poor. Yeah. And even when it's poor, you're like, I can find something. Yeah, <laughs> there's something here. <laughs> I can feel it. And there'll just be like one spike in, the, in a crater or something. It's like, worth it. <laughs> I, got my, I got my five units of element zero. I'm happy. But that was always really satisfying to be like, you know, hovering a thing. It's like – And then it's you. like, look at the you. size of that spike. <laughs> and then it's like – or you get the spike that like, goes across two elements, and you're like, I can split that. I can split it. I'm going to go more left and pick up this one. Then I'll go more right and pick up yeah. that one. And yeah. it's like, oh, jackpot. <laughs> Your face is lighting up yeah, so much right there's now. There's some tiny elements in all these different games that really like get me excited and get me really immersed. And if they could combine all that into one game, that'd be the game. Do you know how that started in Mass Effect? So it's been a progression. And, I, and once you play Mass Effect 3, you'll see you scan... A planet from outside the planet, and it like says a red circle, and I'm like, hey, there's something here. Didn't you have to drive around the planet? You literally, in the first, in the first one, one, you started, you did it on the planet. You were in a truck, and you drove around the planet and picked shit up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound satisfying. Yeah, but it was the same kind of thing where you're like, well, it says on the map that where I'm going is across that mountain range, but I can't get across the mountain range. I gotta go around it this way. I can get over that mountain range. <laughs> you're like driving up. You know that thing where you try to drive up into an area yeah. you're not supposed to go? Yeah. And so you do a lot of that. If you just press it enough, it'll just slowly go. <laughs> yeah. So you went from original Mass Effect, literally driving across a fucking planet. And you drive across 180 of them in the game. Drive across the planet. Then you scan the entire planet from orbit. Now you're just like all the way out by the sun, just hitting your little scan trigger. Going, yeah. where, where, uh. Show me where shit is. Speaking of planets, Jack showed me a very cool video. I don't know if you've seen this. It's a simulation of if... The Earth had rings, like Saturn. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and, um, really cool. and what it would look like from different points on the Earth. And, yeah. like, on the equator, it would just be, like, like a line going up in the air. kind of looks like Halo. Mm-hmm. But then from further north or south, you, you would see it, like, lit up at night. It was really cool. It, it makes you hate our planet, doesn't it? Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I was watching it, and then I looked over to Jack, and I was like, why don't we do this? And he's like, yeah, right, we should we have do. this. Well, we probably oh, yeah. have no satellites. <laughs> so let's be happy we don't have rings, because rings have stuff in them. Yeah, so yeah but the, the rings of Saturn are like 
millimeters thick. Well, it doesn't matter how big something is. You just have to to collide with something. What would it collide with? Well, if we had satellites that were orbiting the Earth, like the the orbit of the satellites. Like, people think that you put something in orbit, it's going to bash into something else with orbit. The orbit of Earth is bigger. If we had a ring, yeah. We'll just put it where the ring isn't. I don't think it works that way. Like, you've got got the surface of the planet in orbit. You've got, like, multiples of that. There's so much space in orbit. Then you would have to have everything in orbit running parallel to the ring... On a different, essentially, longitude. Yeah, on a, on a non-collision Let's assume it runs around the equator. But that, right? they do that with the, the current satellites that are up there. Well, they put stuff in geosynchronous, but it's way the fuck out there. So yeah. maybe you could do that, but it would, it, would hurt. it would be a challenge to put stuff in orbit if we had rings I don't know, out I think... We'll let you figure this out. <laughs> There's a lot Let's of room up there. Like, everyone's like, we're leaving all this junk up in space from like space programs. It's like, it's tiny, man. It's so small up there. Like, right now, we have kind of an infinite amount of orbits, you know. We have such little stuff up there, you're right, it's not going to And people, and you can be very, minor adjustments can make very stable orbits that literally won't change over decades. So you can very easily, like, not easily, but you can put stuff in orbit that will never collide with anything else. But I think, like, this is the planet, and I'm just going to draw, like, circles around everywhere. So they go every direction, like, everything goes But you can, what I'm saying is you can make such stable orbits that you can calculate... You could do simulations. Yeah, but if you, there's that a never... ring that occupies a certain space, like a band, you can't pass through the. Like, we could never have a satellite that would pass over the equator, for instance, in your ring. Just put analogy. it further out. Or, or further in, maybe. Or, f- or further in. I'm just assuming the rings are huge and wide. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, yeah. Again, we're arguing about fake yeah. rings on the planet Earth. But how, how do you feel about how the International Space Station is going to just fall out of orbit soon? I just, you know. I think we. I think if we have something up there, we should definitely fund it. And but, it, what, it took like fifteen years to get all the pieces up there to build it, or something. Well, without the space shuttle, without the American space shuttle program, you, we can no longer bring things up there. The Russian was it the Soyuz rocket that they have? Yeah, that delivers people. That's pretty much what it does. It's like the old school rocket, huge rocket, and then there's a little capsule on top where the fucking dudes sit. Like you're you're the head of an arrow essentially. Yeah. As yeah. an astronaut, so that delivers people, and those things are super reliable. But the space shuttle is like the pickup truck of the space program, the International Space Program. There's nothing like it anymore. Yeah. It would be cool if there was. We can't a, deliver anything. It would be cool if there was a way for a guy to jump out of the space station and just re-enter the Earth, just as a person without a shuttle. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where you come up with that? Did, did you, you ever, play too much modern warfare? Did you ever hear the story about the guy who was trying to break, break the, the record for the highest altitude in a, in a balloon? That guy's a maniac. Like, he got into orbit, gone to the edge of the atmosphere, and then just jumped out, like parachute back to Earth. So he jumps out of the, bu- out of the basket, and then he's just looking at the Earth, and he doesn't feel any wind, because there's no atmosphere. So he's just, like, jumped out. He's like, oh, crap. Because he, th- he just thought he was floating. Oh, and then, shit. That would be scary. And he's like, oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not going down. i a terrible mistake. And then, and then he, <laughs> he turned and looked back up at the balloon he just jumped up. And the balloon was, like, going, like, really oh, speeding shit. away from him. He's like, oh, I'm falling at, like, thousands of miles per hour. I'm just not hitting any atmosphere. And then he hit it. How does, like, an individual, lone individual, get this bug in their head that they're going to do this? People are maniacs. I just read a story about a Boy Scout who made a nuclear reactor in his backyard. <laughs> He was har- he was harvesting nuclear materials like infinitesimally small nuclear material that was in smoke alarms, and he was using it to build a nuclear reactor. Hold How on. old was this kid? Uh, well, they kept calling him a Boy Scout, but he was older, so I don't know why they kept referring well, him to like late teens. Weren't you once cooking up some gasoline in your kitchen or something, <laughs> trying to make? What were you doing? You guys see a picture of the guy because he's been exposed to so much radiation; his face is covered in sores and everything. He was oh, building a fucking God. nuclear reactor. And it's like, what, this guy woke up one day or read a magazine article about <laughs> radioactive material that's in smoke alarms and decided, fuck it, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to make a nuclear reactor on People my own. People are But, you, but you're similar with what you were doing. 
What? With the you doing got the gasoline stuff in the kitchen, like cooking Wah. up some gas. Yeah, I guess people are bored. Look at him. Oh, no. We'll post a picture of the guy. Yeah. He looks unstable. He's got that thousand yard stare yeah. going. Whoa. You know the thousand yard stare? You guys know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's got that. He's all covered in like these pockmarks and sores. He looks like something out of a Mad Max movie, which we referenced earlier. Ooh. But you were saying you judge people when they play a video game. The video game that I judge people most when they play is Portal 2. Once you've beat it and you know how to beat all the rooms, watching someone else play Portal 2, you're like, you're a fucking... Yeah. Retard! <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's just like I, I would hate for someone who had played the game to watch me play it. I'm, I'm always. That's why I wish the save film feature was in every game because when I play Halo games, I know that there's theater mode, so I save my first playthrough of every map. Oh, okay. And I save the whole run just because I find it interesting in like three years to watch how I played the level for the first time and like see where. Like, because chances are I would have played a lot since then. You run the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, stuff. like just seeing like. What am, I, what am I doing over there? Yeah. It's, it's quite Portal, interesting to me. I don't remember how I beat most of the levels. Like, I've gone to play Portal 2 again, and I've had to re-evaluate the entire I'm level because sure. I don't I'm remember. I'm sure it'd be that same way. I haven't been as immersed in a video game as I was in Portal 2. I think that's yeah the best game I've ever played. Really? Just, just I would for, have to like, Maybe not, not even considering gameplay, but just like when you go into old Aperture Science and you're walking around, it's like... Yeah. And I was playing on my big screen with, he- with like surround sound headphones. I was like... This is awesome, and like all the sounds, and like just look. I was looking at everything. Just like everything most about games, that game is like amazing. Mo- yeah, most games there's too much to look at. Like I'll, I'll just be like, yeah, get through. But poor, I was poor too. I was looking at everything, and I was taking it all, and I was like, wow, that was a good game. You know, the last game to really immerse me like that is really going to be sound strange. Was the Halo Anniversary title playing that again? I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't know as much of the story. Like going back and playing it, the new, like with the refresh graphics, yeah. I loved it. Man, I had a blast. I loved that too. I don't remember the story being that deep. Honestly, I didn't remember it, and it was great. And I know they didn't add anything; they just, you know, up- updated the graphics. Yeah, and there's and there's stuff that's come into the to the game, like in Halo Reach and in Halo Three, that was you know never shown or mm-hmm. obviously mentioned, but it's in there. Like they they there's a subtle mention of it or like a, a a hint to it, and it's like the whole thing was obviously very well thought out, and I like that. And I'm not going to give you spoilers here. But in Mass Effect, there's like this online thing now with Mass Effect 3 where people are complaining about it. They're complaining about some story stuff in it. Um, and I don't know what the story stuff is they're complaining about. I'm probably 85% of the way through the game. And all I can say is everything so far has been fantastic. And I'm a huge fan That's of the Mass Effect universe. Huge fan of it. Is this the last one? I can say is that, that why people are complaining about how it ended. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can be complaining because they thought it was the last one. And it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know what they're complaining about. I've heard good reactions about the ending. Oh, I've heard terrible reactions about the ending. I've heard like protest like level really? like, petitions yeah. to get it changed. Yeah, whatever the fuck that <laughs> wow. means, you know. But I can say so far that hey, the complaints. Gus is rejoining us. The complaints about the Mass Effect ending, without giving any spoilers, which oh, you don't know. Okay. All I'm saying is so far. I think it's a fucking great third game in a trilogy. I think it's fantastic. And you were worried about it when, when we were first talking about it before you played it. You were like, they've changed, it looks different. I think I, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've heard... Again, I've been trying to avoid spoilers because I haven't finished it yet. I've heard that the ending's mostly good, but there's something that happens during it that people aren't happy about. That being said, I've also talked to Finch Lynch on our website, who's a huge Mass Effect fan, who said he was totally fine with it. Okay, and you're liking it so far as a Mass Effect fan. Yeah, it's a great game. Well, I went there, the beginning was a little rough. I don't know what you all talked about, but... Can I talk about the ending of Mass Effect 2 for a second? Yeah. I think that's okay? That was ages ago. Okay, so I, I was not happy with the ending of Mass Effect 2 because it's like you're doing this thing and you're worried about the collectors the entire time, and then you get to the end and it's like all of a sudden they're building a human reaper. It's like, what? Is that a thing? It's like that was... And then you're fighting this human reaper 
I don't even know what that meant. I still like, don't know what that means. I, yeah, yeah. What do yeah. you mean? What is that? Yeah, they made a big, oh no, they're building a human reaper. What is a human reaper? What is, like, they collected all the humans. That's what they were doing so that they could use all the humans to collect. Well, it's the combined knowledge of all humans, isn't it? Collected to build a human reaper. No. But are there different? They don't give a fuck about the combined I knowledge I thought they of liquidate humans. all the humans and, like, That's, like, absorb the minds of all these humans. What? Like a big hive mind of, and then a, and put it in they a They were doing robot. something with all the humans, yeah, but it wasn't really clear. And it's like, there's no... There's so- Turian humans are reapers, you know? Yeah, it's like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. but all the other, what other reapers have you seen? Just the big ships. The Reapers. Yeah. So what, they're probably based off something else, right? But why aren't they? Why, another- why do they have to be based on something else? No, they're just the Reapers. That, that's what they did. They assumed that, like, oh, they're building a human Reaper. It's like, what does that mean? It didn't make any sense well, at all like, to me. It's like the Flood. They take on the form of other species, don't they? No. The Flood is, like, just Not until that moment. That- Not until that moment in Mass Effect 2. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they, like... Yeah, but you like, don't know that, that the, the Reaper you've previously seen is another species The Reapers been, that you've encountered have lived forever and been through many cycles, exterminating right. many different species. Yeah, so you're, they're probably fighting the last... Shut the fuck up! Let me finish! <laughs> <laughs> why haven't... Why are... Do they still continue to exist the way they do? Why aren't there Tyrian Reapers? Why aren't there... Prothean Asari Reapers? Reapers? Yeah, Prothean, which were the last... So they conquered the whole Prothean, you know, empire. There's no other Reaper. And I can tell you, Mass Effect 3, they're just Reapers. There's no... Oh, there's a big human reaper stomping through London. There's nothing like that. There's no... It's just the big spider, sovereign, harbinger-looking reapers. They're just... They're they're what they are, the reapers. But somehow, at the end of Mass Effect 2, it's very important that they were building a human yeah, reaper. I, I didn't get that either. It didn't make any sense. It's just something they stuck in. It's like when, when I played Gears of War the first time, and the first Gears of War, and it's like, um, you're fighting that general... What's his name? It's like you're underground and you set off the bomb and all this stuff. It's like, oh, we have to get general. He's on the train. It's like, what, oh, yeah. what fucking train? <laughs> <laughs> what train? And they're talking about the train like you know what it is. And I found out later they cut a level. Yeah. And it's like, they. I was like, I was so mad about it. I go, what fucking yeah. train? They could have transitioned that slightly better, right? <laughs> they probably could have, yeah. But Just added it in one cutscene. that explains Or like a line of dialogue. Hey, yeah. remember that train? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or he got on a train and he's going. It's like, we have to get to the train. It's like... What <laughs> fucking train? What are you talking about? So that was my problem with the Mass Effect 2. And then all of a sudden, there were all the Reapers coming through space to Earth, and it was like, that was also, was like, oh. is that established? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that was, but I've got a couple problems with 3 I want to bring up now, which are not spoilerish at all. The beginning of 3, I understand from a writing perspective why they want to let time pass, but they didn't do a good enough job bridging the gap between 2 and 3, I thought. Or, I know there's the DLC, but I felt like there was still too much of a gap between the arrival and the beginning. Like, why is Shepard in the situation? Why is Shepard in jail? Why do I not have the Normandy? Who the fuck is this guy yelling at me with the muscles? Yeah. You're in jail. Well, you're not in jail, really. Oh. You're like... You're like... Uh, you're grounded or something. Yeah, you're, you're like... like you're, you're in trouble. You're, you're in your room. You're in trouble. <laughs> I don't like the, the start in jail idea in the game. I don't like that. It's like Gears of War? Gears of War. Yeah. Oblivion. You start in jail. Yeah. Um, so, I was just doing Silent Hill with uh, Michael starting jail. The other problem I had with <laughs> the story was... And I maybe I haven't played it in a long time, but... I thought in Mass Effect 1 or 2, they said that when the Reapers attack, that they show up and they shut all the Mass Effect relays down, and that's why they're so efficient. Like, oh. like they, they have these things out there, like the relays and the Citadel, that are like bait for, for civilizations to begin to rely on, and then the Reapers show up and they shut it all down, and then they just kill everyone. And now it's like, oh no, the Reapers are here. They're going to wipe us out in 100 years. Like, I thought this was going to go like in a couple of days. Like, instant. Well, in was it Mass Effect Two? We uh, the humans blew up a relay, and that destroyed yes. the Batarian system. Yes. Like wiped out the entire system. It's like so we're pretty fucking good at taking people out. I mean, we do a better job than the Reapers do. Yeah. It's like one of the Reapers show up and blow up the Mass uh, Effect relay. Why do the humans do that? 
uh, to stop the Reapers from showing up. Right. Like, the Mass yeah. Effect release is how you go from so system like to system. It's like a preventative measure. Exactly right. right. Exactly. Also, this, uh, you don't want to go too far because sometimes you just have to accept things for the way they are, you know? Um, but there's never really any clear motivation of why do the Reapers do this? Why do, why do they go away? What's the motivation they're, for they're, – they're, they're kind of getting into that in three and I don't want to spoil oh, okay, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't touch it. They're, they're, okay. But well, it's I'm like, more happy. like why do they leave, let civilizations build back up and then come back in and wipe out the most advanced ones and then leave and come back again? Why do they do that? What's the advantage? I'm, I'm more okay with like kind of plot holes like that. As opposed to sometimes you'll like they'll just cancel out everything you've done. Like you do a lot of stuff, and it's like, oh, it was a dream, and that's more annoying to me than like dense in a story. No, I totally agree. That's why I said you don't want to go too deep because yeah. if you start, you know, asking all this stuff, it's of course it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. You have to you have to suspend that disbelief at some point. But like just like like they did that in what was that show Dallas where they shot Jr. and then it was all the dream. You know movies. Dallas? Yeah, I know Dallas. And um, but like. I, if I was watching that show for like two seasons, then they said it was all that all those two seasons were a dream. Mm-hmm. That, that made me mad. Yeah, but it's still it's entertainment. Such a out. Yeah, but you know you I want it to count for something. Shows do that. You want it, like if if you watch the, the whole of Lost and then uh, they just said all of the Hatch stuff was a dream, didn't wasn't real. I'd be like, cheated. What the hell? Why would why would you? you know, it's annoying. I'll tell you, season nine of Red vs. Blue, we had a whole portion of the season that took place inside the memory unit. And it was relevant to one character, especially mm-hmm. his taking place. But it was it, you have to be very careful because like Dallas ruined that stuff about like things are a dream, and if they're they're not real, that they don't count. You know? Yeah, but if it's happening simultaneous to a right. other story, then it's a part of the story. Exactly. They literally just undid two seasons of TV, right? Yeah, no, no, they did. They just yeah. went back. They just said, nope, all that doesn't count. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. So he was talking about how you when you watch people play video games, you judge them. Mm-hmm. I realized today that. One of the one of the ways you can judge people the harshest is watching the way they eat breakfast because there's so many different ways to eat breakfast. What are you trying to what tell are you me? talking about now? Well, where did this come from? I just it's, you're just talking about criticizing, and we we talked about this this morning. Is like the different ways you can eat breakfast. Everyone eats breakfast in a very specific way. Like the way you like your eggs. How do you eat eggs? I don't care. You don't really care. I'll eat them how they come. You eat them how they come. How do you eat your eggs? Yeah, I don't care. I'll, if if I'm Put on the spot and forced to make a decision, I'll just say scrambled. I just want you eat a soft boiled egg. Sure, I don't care. You something, don't give a shit? something I don't like about ordering food in this country is that there's choices for everything. It's like, yeah. I want this. How would you like it cooked? What sauce do you want in it? What do you want on the side? It's like, ah, oh, I'd rather just have what you give me and not have to go through this every time I order food. Bring something, I'll eat it. There, there was a restaurant in Buda that was that way. It was two ladies and they ran the place and you showed up for lunch and whatever they served that day, that's what you ate. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. I just, like that. I like all food. It was called Two Mamas People Cafe. People in America love decisions. Yeah, and they yeah. like like customizable menu. Like, build it your way. It's like, no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I got I to disagree with it. Like, I think that's awesome. I love that. Like, you can go into a sub shop and it's like, pots of wood. So I want exactly that, I want that, I want that, I want that. It's just like, it's quicker for me to say I'll have everything and then pick out the crap I don't want. It's just quicker to do it that way. No, it's wasteful. But, it, it, yeah, it's wasteful. Oh, and, uh, sorry. I wasted a couple of olives. No, black. If you put black olives on my sub, there's no way i touching Cucumber it. on my sub, I will fuck you up. I will destroy you. <laughs> well, like, cucumbers are, like, the most inoffensive. No, cucumbers are the worst taste in the world. What's wrong like, with when it? you eat bacon, how do you eat bacon? Do you eat bacon? Cooked. Do you eat... Crispy? Soft bacon, or do you eat crispy bacon? Don't give a crap. You don't? Do give you me care? some bacon. I prefer crispy bacon, but I'll eat whatever. What is wrong with we you? We were talking why about this this morning. Why would, you, why would you eat meat crispy? Why would you want to... bacon's co- good. I know, but Bacon's why, good. Why it's you the bacon crispy? flavor. Who cares? You're probably going to get so bacon. much bad there's, no, there's no other meat that you eat crispy. 
Like, you don't order, like, I want chicken, and I want you to fucking make it crispy. Yeah, because you would burn it. Like, I don't know what it is yeah, about bacon. Yeah, it's what it is. Burn bacon no, chicken. No, no it's, it's something in the, in the, like, the molecule. There's is some like, kind of chemistry it. going on. Some kind of... Good, it's We good. need a baconologist Listen, to come join us on the podcast. There's would two eat. kinds of people that are going to hell, and they're going to hell right next to each other. That is people who eat crispy bacon, and people who put fucking ice in orange juice. If oh, I hate that. This morning, I had a breakfast meeting. And I ordered an orange juice, and they brought me a fucking glass with ice and orange juice in it. You should have smashed it over their head if they did that. Why, what's, oh, what, like, you like a diluted orange I just, juice. Ice and orange juice it's is fucking like gross. Why don't you put ice in my fucking milk? I mean, I've seen people do that. <laughs> I have seen people do that. Ice milk. That's disgusting. Hey, how do you say it, Barbara? I say milk. Yeah. Milk? Milk. I'm not milk. I say milk. She says milk. I say a lot of things weird, according to everyone here. Like, I, I can never, if, if someone's talking to me, I can never tell if they're a Canadian or American, but I kind of can now. Everyone you, you do say stuff tell. weird. I say out and yeah. different mm. things. House. Took. I don't say took. And I don't think I've ever said the word took in my And your, the top you, of your head bounces up and down on your jaw. Exactly. It's like, yeah. And I know Terrence <laughs> She says out. That's the big one. Yeah. Like, I always catch Especially out. when I say check it out. Well, so, <laughs> you you said Chicago. Earlier. I did. Yeah. I, I caught myself as I was saying. My ears it. I, 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 every time. That's you why do I it. said I stopped myself and I said O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> also, Michael and I both say Mario. I Ma- say Mario. Mario instead of Mario. Mm-hmm. Super Mario. And Brothers? I also say pasta and drama. Pasta. It is pasta. Mario. Mario. I don't, I don't know if it's like a northern thing or just a stupid thing. Impossibly. Yeah, I heard something pronounced for the first time the other day, and it was interesting to hear. The- oh. Uh, it was South by Southwest. Um, I met the guy who, the founder of Reddit, and he said, he talked about, um, he said, you guys should do an Iama. And I was like, I, would, I didn't know that's the way it was pronounced. Iama? I was like, an I-M-A, Iama. He calls it an Iama. What's the I for? Uh, I-M-A, maker of online video, ask oh. me anything. But I just call them AMAs. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah he's, he calls them Iamas. Oh, he, you know, Farnham Church, his thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's him on that. Okay. That's the way to pronounce it. So, yeah. He's like, oh, do you enjoy my read it site? <laughs> what? <laughs> the re-edit? What? Redite. <laughs> so, uh, Are you a fussy fooder? Do you, like, customize the crap out of Apparently he doesn't like crispy bacon, if so you, I'm going to say yes. If you put ice in my orange juice, fuck you. It's just so stupid that people want crispy bacon. It's just dumb to me. <laughs> also, think- if you eat a well-done steak, get out. That's what yeah. I say, get out. Like, I've been to steak places where if you order steak well done, they said, if you get your steak well done, you cannot send it back. Yeah. Like, we know we're about to give you something shitty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is about to be ruined. You are taking full responsibility for it. Um, what's going to be ruined? The, a well done steak. Well, because you oh, hate, yeah. hate steaks. Right. If you order a well done steak, I mean, it, all bets are off. Yeah. yeah. You order steak yeah. rare. That's what you eat. It. I, I want better. my steak covered in blood. I want it to be dripping. I just um, want the cow. I also eat rare hamburger, though, and then most people don't do that. Did you ever... There was a documentary I saw once where, like, a, a tribe would go up to a cow, stab it in the neck, drink the blood, and then put a cork in it. What? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. They would have put a cork in it. But... Yeah, they, like, seal it, though. Yeah, they like, seal it. And then, like, what? And then they could have it up again and got... jugular or some shit? Yeah, I guess, like... Well, they the would let it bleed out. That's yeah, like... they just... <laughs> Maybe they were curing vampirism. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how they did they, it. They, they just have all these all these cows. That's, a, like, dr- that's a drinking cow. It's like, oh, we stabbed this one seven days ago. It's ready for another one. <laughs> God, what a horrible life for that animal. I, I mean, it's like, like, every every week it's just like, oh, I feel terrible. I have to go feed the That's another. That's another. I don't know what it was called, but there was another kind of like off the beaten path sci-fi movie. It was an Ethan Hawke vampire movie where the whole world was vampires, and as a result, they were running on like humans. Like, oh, va- yeah. like, what would happen if, like, vampirism ran rampant, like, and everybody started infecting everybody? 
And so the whole world was vampires, and it, hmm. they, it existed at night, and now they were out of human blood, and so it was a crisis for them, and they were trying to come up with synthetic uh, possibilities. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, people were slowly dying because they didn't have enough human blood. And it's, of course, there's a pack of humans. like. A well, they should have thought about that before. They As should have. should have the zombies, because same What well, do you think situation. is more popular trend, zombies or vampires? Zombies. I think zombies. Easily zombies. No, I think we might think that, but Twilight, I mean, that's a yeah, huge... Yeah, but, but Twilight's the only thing. Like, zombies, well, I feel like, are just everywhere. like, vampires in general, like, even old-school vampires. That guy's in- English, right? Walking the, the, main, the main guy in Twilight. I think the main two dudes are, yeah. Shane and Rick. Yeah, I'm talking about Twilight. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. I thought I was talking about Walking Dead. I got Walking Dead on the brain. Because I was looking up something. You want to hear something cool that I discovered? Yeah. Sure. So this is in... Let me see if I can find out where this, this location is. Saw that you can rent a abandoned shopping mall for the ultimate zombie experience. Where prepare yourself for the three most horrifying words in English language... Reading shopping center. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, so you go in and where, where is this? Reading in this spectacular full immersion experience. Full immersion. Damn you! You'll uh, be briefed <laughs> and armed by the police special zombie batching unit. Uh, they'll fill you in on the full unfolding undead apocalypse that is going down in Reading. It's in England. Yeah, Reading. Uh, and that's how you put it. Reading. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Sorry. An apocalypse that once, uh, for once, you didn't cause, but we'll have to try and fix. And then there's a bunch of actors in this abandoned mall, and you walk around with guns and shoot at them and stuff. So I'm thinking we should take a trip. Uh, Road trip. Sounds to fucking awesome. Let's go reading. to reading. It's only 119 pounds, Gavin. 119? Mm-hmm. What is that? 19 pounds or one pound? Nine? What are you talking about? Frequently asked questions. Oh, 119 pounds. <laughs> Question one is, can I bring my own weapons? Answer is no. <laughs> was there a laugh? Does it put the laugh? Do they put the chuckle in before? No. So uh-huh. they give you airsoft weapons. Mm. I guess that means all the zombies will have goggles on. I wonder how they'll... Get around. Well, there could have been an outbreak in a construction site. A goggle. <laughs> goggle factory. <Yeah. laughs> a goggle testing factory. All right. We definitely so need to wrap up. I'm glad I came back to tell you all to shut up. Yeah, we would never have cool. stopped. No. All right. I'm yeah. going to go eat some crispy bacon for lunch. What are you guys going to go for lunch? Uh, I want bacon. Let's Can we go. get bacon somewhere? Let's go to the bacon restaurant. Oh, bacon restaurant. do you want to go to the bacon restaurant? Let's go to the bacon restaurant. Hey, there's been? a bacon uh, restaurant? What? There's a bacon restaurant in Austin. Can you just America. eat? America. <laughs> the name of the restaurant <laughs> is Bacon. Seriously? That's the name of the restaurant. Let's go to bacon. Press right. play. I will go to bacon. All right. Let's do it. Let's play. Do it.